0: yeah right turn the no lights server. around on logan hey,
1: yeah. everybody welcome to growing with fishes podcast episode 132 we are live from reap aquaponics or um down at reap, reap oklahoma aquaponic cannabis farm uh down in uh oklahoma so it would be uh really awesome to have all kinds of wonderful footage here is really awesome for them to let us uh record in their nursery so uh, i'll let you guys introduce yourselves <clears throat> hey guys my
0: name bane uh Gary Reed just got started with the aquaponics, so digging it.
2: Uh, my name is Chase, I'm Director of Cultivation here at Reed Farms. I've um, been growing uh, for about 20 years. Um, aquaponics is new to me. Uh, I've been a, a living soil and a, a soil guy, um, but i are been doing um, extensive research and talking with Steve and looking up with Marty, and uh, I'm really excited about the where we're headed and, and the future of aquaponics, specifically with getting this garden, but not I mean even with the vegetables and everything else. The aquaponics is uh, pretty awesome. So. But anyway, so uh,
3: that was my first plant. I'm pretty <laughs> new to growing, and uh, I think I've been growing for about a year now. I'm also fairly new to aquaponics. Cool.
0: But yeah, uh, sorry. My name is Ben again. Uh, I've been doing aquaponics down in Texas, just focusing on uh, organic veggies, things of that sort. Doing a bunch of lettuce, but uh, a bunch of other things as well. You know, tomatoes. We've got a bunch of raised beds going. uh,
3: But now we're up
0: here. Just got up in Oklahoma and excited to crack into aquaponic cannabis. Really get get that honed in. So it's an exciting time up here.
4: Nice. Nice. Like the Wild West. we also
1: got marty how's it going guys we got mr green jeans
5: green jeans <laughs> thanks really great to be here what's up guys hell
1: yeah and we got roger from i love growing marijuana what's hey up? how y'all doing tonight man glad to be here Roger. Yeah, little... i had your uh, gold leaf shirt on yesterday at the conference man oh yeah yeah
6: uh, hold on. i had to just i'm gonna not put my picture on it that's great man uh what people think about
1: it? But it was cool. One or two people uh, talked to me from the forum. They said they were on the forum.
6: Have you guys ever popped? Have you ever popped any yet? Any of you guys out there? I haven't. I, I
1: haven't been home, honestly, since yeah. I got your beans. So. Yeah. I don't have any, so I can't pop them. Well, I, you know, I if I could get five seconds with you, Marty, off air, I'd be good to you, man.
7: That's fair. That's fair.
1: All right. So um, I guess we'll go start the first. So, Bane, why don't you tell people a little bit about how you and I first uh, got to know each other, and um, and then we'll kind of work our work our way through who I know each other for how long. Yeah, definitely. So, uh,
0: me and Steve got started together. I guess it was about heck like, a year and some change ago. We met at the a aquaponics year and change, association. Yeah. yeah, we met down there talking aquaponics. Uh, Steve was doing you know the aquap- aquaponic cannabis pre- preaching the good word. Uh, And uh, we met there, kind of hit it off. And then the next thing I heard from him, I was uh, down in Texas doing a commercial uh, aquaponic lettuce. We were organically certified, cranking out uh, heads of lettuce every week at a commercial scale, rocking aquaponics. That's where I really fell in love with it, saw that it was scalable and could really uh, work and produce commercially. And so kind of recently what I've been doing is Pairing that up with cannabis, kind of the the talk of the town, the hot crop right now. You know, it's uh, it's doing well for a lot of people. But that's how I got involved with aquaponics. That's kind of what we're doing now with it. And
1: uh, cool. What about you, Chase? Uh, How did you get started with aquaponics?
2: Well, the I had very little experience with aquaponics until I got back down here to Oklahoma. Or so. cannabis.
1: How did you start with cannabis?
2: Oh, well, cannabis uh, in, in general, I started uh, I mean, the first time I tried it, I was probably 14 years old, probably. Um, then didn't start using it regularly until I had, like, was a senior in high school. Um, and for years, to me, it was just kind of uh, a recreational thing. I didn't even realize the medical potential um, behind cannabis at the time. Um but it was always—I mean, from the time I've been about 18 years old—it's been a part of my life on a daily basis. Um, there was a short period of time where I was uh, actually pursuing a different career path and was a flight attendant, and um, was not able to consume cannabis, and uh, ended up uh, with my back—I had some back pains and, and things like that—and ended up uh, <clears throat> down a really bad path. Um, on opiates and things like that when uh, I was living with the same cannabis. Um, got to, a, ended up hitting a really rough part of my life and, and had to make some decisions and um, got off the opiates and committed myself to cannabis full time. Went out to Colorado and started working as a caregiver. Um, got into the industry a little bit there. Um, once Oklahoma, I saw that Oklahoma was actually looking like it could pass the. The medical marijuana law. I really started thinking about coming back home if it did pass. I wasn't really sure if it was going to. Um, and then when it did, I was sitting there in Colorado, and it passed. And I looked at my wife and I said, "Babe, we have. I have to go home. I have to go back to get in the industry." So we uh, actually packed up and, and headed home. Got back in like last September. Um, started doing a little bit of consulting. That's how I ended up meeting uh, Mason and his dad um, and getting involved with the three farms. Um, I had started, they had started talking about aquaponics. <clears throat> I wasn't sold on it at the time. Um, in fact, I think in our first consulting meeting, I said you guys probably shouldn't do it. Uh, was the first thing I said. Uh, but I'm glad I, you did, yeah, for the record, right. I'm super glad you right. came around. But <laughs> man, uh, started talking to him more and uh, doing some consulting for some other people down here around the state. And um, I actually started digging in and, and started researching the hardcore and, and found the Pokemonics podcast. I started talking to Ma- Marty. Down to 18 minutes videos that he does and stuff like that. Um, reached out to him on Facebook and, and was talking to Marty before I actually even uh, talked to Steve. Yep. Um, I came in contact with Steve through Bob and Rider Aquaponics, who we were working with in the very beginning. Um, and uh, I tell you what, man, I'm I'm such a believer now. I'm mean, I'm very excited to get this going and, and get our greenhouse facility finished built out and get plants up there and get it going. So.
6: Awesome. What about you, buddy?
2: Well,
3: uh, I first got into cannabis uh, when I was like 16, when I uh, had enough money to actually go and buy it myself. Realize I realized right? that. 19 now. History. <laughs> 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 so uh, I realized that shit was expensive. So I tried to grow some myself. I failed many times before I had any success at all. Yes. Um uh, family getting busted, and then uh, finally it became legal, and I got my medical card, I started growing, and uh, started doing a lot of research online, I basically learned everything from this guy right here, the internet, and uh, podcasts, so, but uh, I first got into aquaponics at Ryder Farms, uh, actually way before cannabis was legalized, I was weed eating at Ryder Farms, and I was like, this is weird. I wonder if people have ever grown weed in that. So then I started to do a little digging, and then uh, by the, before it was legal, but it, the bill was passed. We, my dad and I had already done some research and decided that we were going to do aquaponics to separate ourselves from everybody else.
1: Awesome. Yeah, that's, cool. yeah that, that's been something I've been trying to, to talk to people. I know Kevin Jodri did a lot of great talks about this in Humboldt, but in Oklahoma, there, there's about, you know, eight to 12 different aquaponic uh, cannabis grows in the state. And I was talking to them about, hey, you guys should all band together and form like an aquaponic brand, you know, aquaponic Oklahoma proud kind of thing, and, and, and come out and separate yourself from that, you know, mass produced uh, cannabis. Um, you can see here. Let me turn the camera a little bit. We have a whole bunch of nice moms going over here. Nice. Um, yeah. So this is just the first one. They just finished getting everything cycled. We're gonna be putting a bunch of fresh moms, as you can see. There's SK's up there, right? bunch of SK six hundreds. They got a couple of other lights. They were yeah. they were kind of playing with beforehand. Actually, why don't you guys give it, tell us the different stuff that's going on here? You guys oh, actually yeah. know. Um, actually, hold on. Let me uh let me let me see if I can log in with my phone, and then they can walk, walk around. Actually, my phone's dead, so we'll wait on
3: that. That's a
1: good one.
4: A thousand. Yeah. You can see
2: it, much yellower. The Spectrum King SK602s, there's another farm up in Bartlesville. Just be mindful of the cord length. Yeah. There's another farm up in Bartlesville that was originally going to do some light deck greenhouse stuff with the SK602, and they are shying away
1: from that a little bit. So
2: We got these for a pretty good deal, actually. Um, we, we, we have a, a few different lights. We wanted to go ahead and, and do some experiments. And so, um, what, what light is that on the farm? How we, how we next light, next I
4: think? Next light, yes. Yep. So, the other one way down at
2: the end? We have a grower yeah. right there. Is-
4: What'd you, what you do with the
1: black dog? We got rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them why, because lots of people talk about black dogs a lot.
3: Um, it burnt our plants like immediately. And I didn't like it. It was a huge add on to the power
2: bill, too. So,
6: that's all those fans. One
2: way we are experimenting with and I'm intrigued by it, and I'd really love to know what other people's opinions and thoughts are, it's based on the Helio Spectrum, the tunable spectrum LEDs. It's called GrowFlux. Flux. They're a newer company. But you're able to tune the spectrum from. Far blue to far red. Uh, you can create custom spectrums um, and build, you know, build the spectrum that you want. <clears throat> I've been speaking with their director of business development a lot, um, and he's been telling me they're coming out with a, a sensor suite in the next couple of months with uh, CO2 sensors and some different sensors that will communicate for like indoor grows that will communicate with your environmental equipment. Um, so I was really intrigued by that. Um, they're also Right about the same price as a, as a Spectrum King. They claim that you're able to speed up harvest times by up to 10 days and increase perfume profiles by 4 to 6% or so. By adjusting a Spectrum. That? A spectrum from far blue to far red. Well, you know King. what?
1: We'll be able to run it side by side because yeah, we have an yeah, yeah. awesome have. spot and we I can see fine. if people are full of shit or not. Yeah, That's, a, that's what <laughs> that's I like that's about it We got next light. We our got one, part. two, three, four, wow. five different SK600s. Uh, and then we got the growth flux. So we'll, we'll do we'll definitely do some video content on some side by side so you guys can actually, you know, learn from yourselves. And and, yeah.
2: and all, all of them are
1: plumb the same. It's all from the yeah. same fish tanks. In fact, I'll show you guys the fish tanks here. The fish tanks in this nursery are set up over there. You can see the filtration tanks on the outer outside. Oh, sorry. there we go. You got the filtration on the outside there and the, the you know, radio flow filter. And then it runs out to your sump uh, which is just outside the building and then it goes over to the grow beds you got your fill line up against the wall and then these are all on carts we can actually disconnect the plumbing on these shut a valve disconnect the plumbing and roll the carts around around but we want to deep clean the room because we are these are uh, mother rooms allows us to deep clean Mm -hmm. the room uh and again we haven't even set up this other side yet still needs to be set up yet so we've only got about half of it set up so um, we're just yeah, getting started. Progress, the greenhouse. Adapting, we'll ha- in a couple of weeks. We'll have some updates from the greenhouse facility. The greenhouse for the veg and flower is going to be taking place. Is is just coming on. Uh, it's just finishing construction. Uh, we'll have stuff there. But this is where we're gonna just getting everything cycled, and um, getting the mothers and uh, trying to figure out what genetics really like cannabis or aquaponics and um, you know what what we're gonna go- use going forward that you know what phenome varieties. Uh, really excel with our current setup and all that stuff. Yeah, the
0: name was that's right good. now, especially with this room, is definitely experimentation, figuring out what works and what, yeah. You know, so, yeah, going R&D. forward with that. Yeah, yeah, R and D.
6: I like the modular grow beds for each plant. That's exactly yeah, that's right up my speed. And since I'm just getting started, thank you very much. Because I was wondering about that would, of course, we were going to do a lot of little closed loop systems and have different reservoirs and independent systems for each loop. But the, I really like that idea of rolling stuff in and out. I've been thinking about kind of, I was a hydroponics guy and I always thought about how can I make modular hydroponics where well, you can clip them in and out. You know, I actually wanted to do a, you know, like where you can clip it in and then you can clip it out, take it in and out of the system, but using the same reservoir like you guys are doing so thank you that's awesome i i guess i guess steve probably had something to do with that or did, did you guys come up with that
3: who had the original i think
1: my dad had
2: the
1: original idea yeah, oh, yeah it was all you guys before yeah,
2: before yeah. I, I walked into it uh and the, this system was already set up and designed uh, I, I believe bob ryder probably
1: had a lot to do yeah right.
4: bob ryder did, uh, yeah. did a lot of the
2: system
4: yeah. i think you guys added the pot the dual rigs on pots later on right yeah like
0: we said the name of the name of the game for us right now is tweaking even with the aquaponic system where even in right now we're in the stages of moving stuff around and kind of dialing in our flows and trying to get everything you know
7: Perfected. just
0: yeah just singing right before we go scaling it up to the commercial uh to the commercial level
4: how are those cloth pots working for you guys the smart pots i know that was uh, we, actually, we talk about a lot. You guys have them up pretty high in the beds there. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> yeah, we had a we had another um, under the grow flux, We had about six other plants in smart pots as well. Um, we weren't able to really. We were having problems getting the, the diaphragm actually to get them to sip um, properly off the beds. <clears throat> but <clears throat> they
3: just dig through with their roots. And-
1: they just kind of ripped right through the smart pot down into the
0: system. So we're
3: kind of
1: beyond transplanting them at this point. Yeah, I'd say they're in
3: there
4: for
1: the long, long, long haul. Yeah. yeah, they're just, they're just good bombs at this point. Yeah. yeah Thanks to Mr. Green Jeans. He back crossed a bunch of stuff that I gave him and gave me a whole bunch of good genetics so I can you oh, know, spread awesome. some real what, good what beans. What you got there, Steve? I got, so these are both blue hash, which is one of my best strains I, I developed in Colorado. We got. I got all kinds of shit. So this is just from the hall from from Michigan. We got uh, Durban mango. Uh, we got purple granddaddy diamond We got some Egyptian walking onions. We got <laughs> GW Crosser uh, Apogean <laughs> skunk cut haze. We got rebel sour two. We got some giant pumpkin seeds. You never know what you get at a seed swap, man. Yeah, man. Take everything there that comes guy, at you. <laughs> super cool dude there, um, that gave me some pre uh pre pro um pre civil war era uh okra seeds. Oh, hell yeah. We got Tubby oh, Custard crossed with Mango Mountain from Sunabis. Wendy, shout out to Wendy. We got what else do we get? Pineapple Express. We got Tosh 36, which is a Himalayan land race. We got uh, Monkey Paw crossed with Cindy 99. That's another really killer one. We got Hawaiian Pawn Haze crossed with uh, Jaguar Earth something. I'm not sure what that last name is. We got some Coffee uh, X2 from Kaya. Shut yeah, up. thank you, uh, Kaya, for your donation. Thank you very much. I right fact, one of the dudes in Oklahoma was representing Kaya's Genetics from Pacific Northwest, man. Shout out to him. Um, uh, we got Black Dog Kush crossed with Skunk uh, IBC from Britain. We
2: have some Black Dog. Black we got
1: here. some Jackie O. Thanks to Mr. Green Jeans. We got some Blue Hash Number 3 crossed with BSBB. Mr. Green Jeans,
5: would you like to talk on that one? Is it again? Say it again. It's the
1: uh, blue hash
5: number three crossed with BSBB. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be cool. That the BSBB male, uh, that's one of my progeny tested males, just real nice. Uh, his so he is 25% Blue Dream, the Santa Cruz cut, and 25% Island Sweet Skunk, Ooh. and 50% uh, Fay Joa Kush, which is uh uh f2 cross between uh dj shorts blackberry kush and my blizz plant so it's going to be so that's a very uh blue dream kind of big giant sativa influence kind of thing and it should be great it should mix with the uh the blue hash really good i think (laughs) i bet
1: we got shirley temple mixed with gs what's that one Ah, uh, the Grand
5: Slam, and that's uh, oh, Dungeon Vault Genetics. Dungeon Vault
1: That's and Shirley that's Temple your... is yours.
5: Yep. Yeah. And then we that males. Yeah, I got I got a male and a female of their Grand Slam, and the male looks really really nice. Uh, it isn't. He isn't really progeny tested. I mean, but his sister's really awesome. I know yeah. it's still only you know fifty fifty, but he he just looks great. I mean, he smells great and everything. So, you know, growing out those seeds are going to, I guess this is going to be his progeny test, but we got a, I, I have confidence in him. Sorry, go ahead.
1: W7912 crossed with
5: blue hash. Uh, that's a white wizard uh, crossed with the blue hash male. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, seven, nine, seven, nine generations. It's a mixture. It's a line bred plant. So it's, uh, partly generation 7 partly generation 9 and the big numbers 12 refers to the plant number <laughs>
1: we got uh, a yeah. Shirley temple cross with bb2 sherwood yeah. Templeton.
5: yeah the B- <laughs> bb2 is uh is the uh, is that uh Faye Joa cush sherwood templeton
1: yeah we got a uh, blue hash number 1 cross with ssbb so that was a different different female or different male blue hash uh
5: say it again it's, the
1: bu- it's a, a blue hash one male you had two good males
5: right one and three no no, no. the blue hash i have the two females and only one male there oh, were actually three females the ratio of the blue hash was again was three females to one male and uh i i rogued out one of the females who was actually kind of nice but i she just wasn't of the type so and we be another Blue
6: hash one, Mr. Green Jeans. Which one is blue hash one? The male or the female? Blue hash
5: one is a female, and three is a female. And male doesn't, he would have been number four, but I don't really give him a number. He's just a the male.
1: <laughs> then we got SWAT F2, which is SWAT's the strain I gave you.
5: Yeah.
1: Uh, we got uh, BLZ crossed with blue, uh, Blizzard crossed
5: with blue hash. Oh, yeah, with the blue hash male. That would be great. I would jump got, on those seeds right away. That's going to be We got
1: Brandywine cross Brandy crossed with
2: Wizard 8. Uh,
5: White yeah, wizard. Right. Oh, yeah. That should be good. Yeah. Because uh, that's like a Lord of the Rings cross right there. White Wizard, Brandywine, Bridge, who knows what.
2: <laughs> yeah, I like the sound of that
5: a lot. And
1: then uh, <laughs> I think I got one or two more left from you. Hold on. We got the Shirley Temple 1 crossed with the BSBB.
5: Yeah, that's just you know just a bigger sativa. That male, like I said, is a big giant sativa, probably a really nice blue dream influences and stuff. And plus, he has a little bit of that island sweet skunk, which we all love.
1: Yeah. I got some original skunk. I got some the barb CBD. I got some cherry thunder, which is Alaskan thunderfuck Uranus Uranus cut crossed with Creed's Kush from. Kinetic genetics. We got uh, Rising Moon genetics. Uh, got me some black Five uh, F2. We got uh, Durban Sunshine. We got Durban Gorilla Glue number four. We got Land Race uh, African Durban Poison. We got Espresso Cheetah uh, Wild Thai. So some Land Race Thai. We got some um, Klamath Col- uh, Klamath Falls Kush, you know, shout out Northern uh, Northern California. We got Raspberry Kush crossed with Primo Verde. That's some good shit right there. Uh, and then we got some Jamaican Blue Mountain crossed with Jamaican Orange Hill. That
7: sounds lovely.
1: And then we got, and that's from like a really, really famous seed hunt. And we got Pre-Sonic 99 crossed with uh, Ogre Kush.
7: Very
1: nice. And then we got. Hold on. There's probably some more shit that I didn't pull out. But oh, there is. There's one left. <laughs>
2: the last. So. Know, so we got.
1: Uh, Thera crossed with Skunk one A crossed with IBC. So, and that's just from the the seed swap we did up in. Uh, where the fuck was I? Michigan. I haven't been home in so goddamn long. So yeah, for that we're gonna be growing some of that stuff down here in Oklahoma, and uh, yeah, big shout out to Mister Green Jeans for helping backcross a bunch of stuff and making them available to other growers, allowing uh, me to get you know get my genetics out in a way that I don't have time. I travel too much, but he can help you you know get these genetics out to you guys, and uh, you know I really I really appreciate all the work that he does
5: nothing for you Steve you deserve it
1: <laughs> well yeah you know it's hard a lot of people have a hard time finding a lot of these genetics it's nice to be able to help get them out and uh, you know preserve them in a way that, that that's awesome so um, what kind of uh, so tell us about what you guys uh, experiences have been so far working with aquaponics
0: well like you said kind of on the topic of genetics I know you can speak a whole lot more to the genetics we're running here at this particular operation, but, um, we've been just trying correct me if I'm wrong, but kind of throwing it at the board and seeing what sticks in far, as far as aquaponics go seeing what works the best and how we can kind of fine tune that here.
2: Yeah. This, this cherry lime A plant Mason can, can tell us about more of the story on, on where that came from. Uh, we have no idea really what the, it's a seed. um, I think got a couple bag seeds floating around. I think got him, yeah. one seed so, out of like what, 10 pounds or something.
3: Yeah, 10 pounds. 10 pounds.
2: So <laughs> we, we don't really, uh, he's got, he does have a plant flowering right now up in his, uh, in a small tent uh, under a quantum board. Is that right? Yeah, 95 watts, very minimal setup. And it's performing really well. Yeah. Um, so uh, about there's a lot
3: of things
6: we have a moderator on our forum at I love growing marijuana and he specializes in quantum boards and he's helped out a lot of the growers on the forum. And you know, so yeah, that's a pretty interesting setup, but I mean, you got spectrum King up there, so that's great. But I just wanted to throw out, uh, to DVRN, you know, do a great job helping everybody on the forum. And it's nice that you mentioned that you tried the quantum board at one time and it does a decent job. That was, that's why I chimed in because you mentioned it does a decent job.
2: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, and so truth be told, and when I walked into all this, um, all this was really pretty much set up, um, and again, I, I've really come on board with the aquaponics over the last six months or so. Um, I was a soil guy, so I, we, we do have another room um, full of uh, plants that are in living soil containers right now. Um, we're doing a lot of work trying to get prepared for when our greenhouse uh, build-out is done, that we can kind of move everything up there and be be as far ahead as possible so that we can start flowering as quick as possible. So we have been working on, on getting some cuts. We have a pre-98 Bubba Kush um, over there that we're really uh, gonna start hard and heavy with. I'm yeah, excited, excited to see for, what, excited what, he, what his uh, cherry lime makes turns out because um, it's looking like it could be a pretty promising strain in the aquaponic system. Um, I have some moms of um, Durango Blues from La Plata Labs um, going over there um, we've got a couple of phenos we're, we're working right now to see we're going to run those.
3: Uh, we got White Widow going in the beds right now, as well as Cherry Lime, that's what those tall mothers are over there. <coughs> uh, I started growing in soil, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I was like midway through an auto-grow when you came into the picture, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, was I starting flower yet? I don't remember, I smelled too much weed.
2: Yeah, there were there were plants already. Okay, so happened. I
3: was uh, I was growing in soil, uh, using advanced nutrients and a bunch of other bottled stuff like that. And um, so far, I find the aquaponics to actually be a lot more forgiving than that and hydroponics, um, mainly because you don't have to water it every day or every other day or whatever, and find the fish do all the work
2: for you, do all the feeding. But yeah, the um, what I was really to say was that we we do have uh, some other strains going into the other room. We have some phenotypes or some pheno hunts going on. Uh, there's some DJ Short Blueberry, Grandmaster Tahoe. Um, that red bud bubba is up there. We have some head stash Gardens um, stuff going, um, Red Bud Bubba Kush, um, and some other things. So we don't we don't really know what's going to work out, what's going to play out. I know that we're going to focus initially with. the uh, the
3: pre 98 Bubba Kush, um, Durango Blues, and as long as the, the Che may continues to play out, we'll, we'll be running that as well. Start, so. uh, I just picked up some Afgu Berry F3 today at the OK Cannabis Expo. I was pretty excited about that. Who mm-hmm. cool. was? Vagabond.
1: Vagabond's good homie. Shout out to Pacific Northwest Roots. Does a lot of his beans through through Vagabond. We'll get Vagabond on the show. He's going to come on and talk about his genetics I actually got his info today. We're going to get him scheduled off. Let me talk about the, the stuff that he breathes as well. He drove all the way out here from Oregon. Him and the guy from uh, from MTK uh, University are the only two people I've seen in Oregon that I've seen out at the other shows. But it's nice to see that, like, you know, a couple of good people are still out here supporting good education for these guys just getting started.
4: Oh, rumor has it. People are busy looking for shit in Oregon at the moment. I keep hearing all these rumors so about it. Going
1: the average price per
4: pound right now in Oklahoma is around eighteen hundred dollars a pound. Yeah, in Oregon, thing? like as as it dries out, you know, it's going back up for sure, but it's still half that, you know. Yeah. Probably. Oh
1: yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, Hey Tara Lee, I didn't see you sneak in there. How's it going? Good evening. How are you guys doing tonight? Hey. Yeah, good, well well
8: done. Well
1: done. What's up? What's up? How, how are you doing? Great.
8: Doing great. A dab having a dab, having a dab or two. Hope everybody's having a good puff tonight. Hopefully everybody's getting elevated. What are we all puffing on tonight?
1: I don't know whatever this is, some local concentrate, but we have, we have
3: shaved ice and shaved
1: blackberry ice
3: and blackberry. There's also so some
4: banana split. That my, 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 my how are you?
0: How are you doing? I haven't seen you since uh, California.
8: I know, huh? How are you?
0: Doing well. Glad, glad, glad to see all you. those
8: dabs in the room, huh? <laughs>
0: Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> That was, that was a good, a good time. time. Yeah, we were out good. there for the uh, regenerative cannabis, and it was it was a great time.
8: Yeah, Beautiful we got. Out the first time, yeah, it was a time. great time down there in Cali. Uh, uh,
2: absolutely, you can't read the shot there, there. Yeah, <laughs> you can reply. You to.
8: Cheers, everyone. Tonight I'm gonna get some of a calm tonight. Some I grew last year, so getting ready to grow up this year. I was. <laughs> just getting uh clones <coughs> clones are done so hopefully i'll have ritz for josh pretty soon so he'll be taking some of the congo and uh, i've got seeds planted so yeah it's awesome <laughs> cool cool so glad to see you guys facility that's awesome
0: cool.
1: yeah it's been a blast if anybody has any has any questions for uh anyone you know commercial aquaponic cannabis growers let them know uh these guys are all living the dream. So if you guys have any questions, <laughs> uh, you know, let how, them know. How
8: many plants are you gonna get having there eventually? Are you hoping like? What's-
1: so the so the, the the capacity for the production facility they're doing is around 2,700 plants, and it's uh, three uh, 96 by 21 bays, light depth, and that'll be at any one time. That'll be the maximum capacity. We'll probably run around 2,500 because we'll always have a few bays. You know, a few spots that we're switching plants on and out on a given day. Yeah. So, you know, it'll be rare that we have 100% capacity. There yeah. be a about little 90, room for r along about the way. About 97%, you know? yeah. yeah. We'll save a few beds for some experimental stuff. All these guys eat. Yep. So, uh, yeah, let's see what questions we got from chat here. Very
8: nice. So are you going to be – How? what kind of fish? Do you know?
3: We've got some koi and a little bit of large goldfish mixed in with them, and then some tilapia in the other tank. One, bluegill. Yeah, one, bluegill one
0: stray bluegill. Is bluegill, bluegill. bluegill story? It's He's in there fighting story. for it. Yeah. Now, <coughs> is,
8: there, is there a different type of tilapia, or is there only one type of
3: tilapia? There's just one type. I'm not sure what kind it is. Why was I thinking of
6: Ooh, some Wait, you there, there, Roger? Roger? I think it's agent orange because I'm still going through our catalog at ILGM so I got all those older schools not vintage up. necessarily but you an old to yeah I wanted to shout out to uh to pe- uh, to Wendy thank you and Steve and uh uh, Pete and uh, Kaya, and uh, the other two or three people I can't remember, and I feel terrible about it. That that gifted me uh, genetics at the uh, Grow Green MI conference in Michigan. And uh, thank you, you know, for Steve for starting this podcast, and
7: and
6: and and Josh and Layton for putting together an <laughs> incredible team of people. But so I had to give a quick shout. I've been waiting, uh, you know, because it's been such a nice. Conversation, seeing you in your uh, grow facility there. You know, I, I wish you all the luck, um, Tessa. Yeah, this, is some, this is either. I think this is Agent Orange. I, I kind of got screwed up at the end. I had some weird shit going on, so I kind of <laughs> harvested and didn't document as well as I should. But it was kind of like, well, it's mine. I'm going to use it. I really don't care what you know. I don't necessarily have to label it, but I had some blue dream, some blue dream, some Agent Orange, orange bud uh strawberry kush uh which is one of my favorites still man that's it at least the strain that i got you know yeah,
7: got um
6: and uh but well, you guys got some great stuff there i tell you what um thank you you've just laid some stuff on the table there like, <laughs> you got- <And> we're, ex- <laughs> we're excited
7: we're excited and
6: Mr. green jeans right? some of those yeah like i like see i hope y'all put that one aside when he said that's the one i jump on
2: right now you know, uh, I'm definitely excited about some of those Mr. Green jeans.
6: Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. for sure. <clears throat> but yeah, I give it back to y'all, man. Thank you to, uh, for asking me, Tessa. Thanks.
2: Uh, so let's see
1: what other, what other the questions you guys have in chat for,
6: for, so what, how, the how
8: often are you going to be turning over plants? What is your, what's your protocol? If you think it's gonna
2: well, be? it's a flow we're going to have to find, um, you know, we're, we're, our plan is to, to try to, to find a um, a few different strains that work that we can rotate in and out, um, and then even change that up every you know every couple of months as well, um, depending on how stock we can keep our. Mom room and everything
1: else. Um, definitely do some some OG Kush, some Blue Dream. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, a couple of the you know classic stuff. AK That, bubba Kush, that bubba, bubba Kush is Kush. gonna
2: be dynamite. We've yeah, got, we've got some Blue Dream plants coming up right now that we can start. Yeah, i Gosh, here, what's this? one? Well, this one's great. That's the, the cherry, cherry limeade. One.
1: Yeah, cherry limeade. Definitely doing some of that one because this, this plant is really rocking. awesome. Yeah, super kick ass. Um, you know, uh, we basically we'll grow do a bunch of phenom hunting in the aquaponics about four percent of stuff just hates aquaponics but about four percent of stuff hates any grow method you do <laughs> yeah so <sure. laughs> um, you know, it does have some haters you know, no matter what <laughs> yeah you, you could take that you know you could take that cut and plant it in soil aquaponics hydroponics and, 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 and uh aeroponics and it's going to go really kick ass in one of the four but yeah, it's yeah. not it's going to dislike one of the five well, yeah. one of the four you know and more
2: specifically that cherry limeade um that strain um Started out in aquaponics. It was pulled out of aquaponics and was just left in the soil container and it started hating life and got moved back into the system and has now turned into that a monstrosity tree. back there. That, <laughs> that's yeah, one so, plant
1: behind us, by the way. That's not that, that's, that's all, not all of of that this. That's one,
3: one base. Yeah, that you know, me of that thing is yeah, one, yeah. I got
1: that.
6: Yeah.
3: Hold on. Yeah. It started
0: on
6: my mean,
1: uh, so. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and, and then log bit. in. Yeah. Kind of neat. Second, I'll log in on my phone, and we'll be able to walk do a little walk around. Yeah. Oh, you got a charge? Cool. Cool. I got a I got a, a travel battery. You have to have these when you do conventions and shit. Speaking of batteries, we'll t- <laughs> <laughs> I
2: really
6: wish
1: the, the internet
6: doesn't work out there. <laughs> <laughs> on out there. we well, So, so what's what's up? So what you been? What, any other questions in chat?
8: Yeah. So are you
0: processing any of your own product oh so yeah yeah, yeah. that's in the works definitely cool. we have a whole other facility for that yeah i did see one question in the chat that was asking uh, how small can a home setup get and at, to to speak to that back when i was in uh college shout out to all the all the besties in the bounce house from back then but uh we i ran a little system at my home that was i mean shit. This, half the size of one of these beds you see behind us. I mean, a four by four that granted it, this, this was Texas at the time. So I was just running veggies in it, but did lettuce and cabbage and, uh, heck, I think we even did some bell peppers in that thing back in the allegedly, day. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. allegedly there, was, there was some dynamite bell peppers in it. Uh, but no, we, we were running that back then with like a 50 gallon fish tank and just running it through two, I mean, four foot by maybe eight inch uh little media beds and you can get away with some some small stuff in aquaponics if you really want to dial it in and you know tune everything and get it singing just right you bigger bigger is better in terms of stabilizing some of your nutrients and your your temperature and minimizing ph swings and stuff like that but if you're just trying to grow some veggies at home and have some fun with it you you can set up a super small system i mean 50 gallons, you can go to Home Depot, hell, the the local hardware store with with one, 200 bucks and get you a little system going at home and and, and experiment with it and have some fun and, you know, grow your own veggies and do it organically. So it's it's dynamite in my book.
4: It's working. I'll go (laughs) out
0: now, on on am (laughs) down
4: Sound (laughs) works. Mic check, done.
1: There we go now oh, it shouldn't echo go ahead, Mark, somebody say something what's uh, up
0: hello
1: cool no more echo all right all right let's do some uh we're gonna do some uh, going on the move now. going mobile mm-hmm. are, are we
6: mobile now oh wait there we go
0: oh you had it for a second there it is there, we there we it go. is Mobile. uh, Hostage. Alright. Hit the
1: button. This back button. Push
2: it down. There you go. Alright. Cool. Can you guys see me now? Get your finger off the
1: mic.
2: All about this homie. This is his bro. Hey, Steve. Steve, you're really quiet. I think
1: you got your finger on the mic.
8: These are the fish tanks. tanks.
6: Nope, you're really quiet. Yeah, I can barely hear it. Yeah, for
1: sure. Check, check, check. There you go. That's better. Cool.
3: These are the fish tanks here behind me. That's better. This is the clone bed.
1: Hold on. Here. We'll do a... There yeah. we go. Now you got the better camera. Keep it
3: sideways. Always film sideways this is the clone bed I uh, actually just emptied it out and moved a lot of them over there this is one of the mother beds, these are white widows just so you can see some of the girth when
8: you're filming on a phone you want to move really really slow just so you know okay yeah,
3: you have
6: a chance to focus in that's the trick, people don't do that yeah, good point
1: a lot of
6: electrical interference because of the lights and stuff, so I, bear with us, please. The lights are fine. You see it great, man. Nice, nice
4: job. It just gets a little choppy if you move too fast. Looking good.
1: <laughs> Look at the size of the on that. It's like the
4: size of a gear. Oh. Yeah. Did you yeah. say that when I was about a year old? Is that what you guys were saying? It's it's bigger than a beer bottle. How old is that plant, Steve?
3: About a year. Right on. In August, it'll be a year old. (laughs) Here's a clone off of it. These are all just various phenos filling up room. See,
1: a lot of these are mainlines. Like... Check this one out.
3: Great example of some main lining.
1: And this one over here did a good job of grafting, get a real good base on this for long term mothers. Before the podcast started, I supercropped like this and
2: then just was laying like this. I climbed down.
1: It's a bondage on
2: them. But well, we're getting ready
1: to do the damage. You just
6: got to go the it. Cannot hear you guys at all, man.
3: Let's see if you can see the twist on that.
1: We can, we can fix
6: that. That might, might be a slight echo. Yeah, that's all. We could, we, we we have a rock show, man.
3: Mm.
6: Depends on if it starts feeding back. It's all right if it's on feedback.
1: Well, have uh, had a chance to do a live filming? Come on, just, uh, again.
4: They're still bringing in
1: more moms. They're just, just getting
4: the spot online. So, what, what questions do you guys have? That's
1: really quiet. You, can you hear us now? Yep. Yeah. Oh, I had the mic. So, what questions do <laughs> you guys have? Uh, we we have this, this spot just so coming online. Just getting uh just getting the moms in. Uh, they're going to be doing larger deals where it's impossible. Just going on to cycle the system. Uh. What questions do you guys have? Should be good. No more echo. Sorry about that.
4: Yeah, it sounds good. Now. I don't see any questions in chat.
8: Yeah, I not see any more. How many
4: um, plans did you guys decide to run um, in flower? Do you think per table? I think we are talking about maybe... Doing more than one per bed,
1: or- so so the, in the actual production space, they'll be all twelve by three or twelve by four beds. It'll be a lot bigger than this. This is just for the nursery. Great. Right. Oh,
6: oh, cool.
1: Yeah. There's a there's a ASTS filter sitting <laughs> over there with the pipes cut off of it. <laughs> <laughs> Thought I mentioned that. It was giving us headaches and all kinds of min- mineralization problems. We cut it out. Everything's been running a lot better since then. So, the offline mineralization so much better. More control. That's yeah, the flow you don't have with inline, and it causes problems. This is cannabis. I need control. I need predictability if I'm going to do this for commercial production. And you simply do not get that with these AST filters and this other, you know, cockamamie stuff that some of the other people, aquaponic people push.
4: So Harvey Birdman asked, "How many plants can you run in total?" So I'm not sure if he's talking about like a legal plant count or if he's talking about, you know, uh, yeah. What are the legal restrictions at the moment? You, you can
3: not. grow as many plants as you want here. There's, there's
2: no commercial limit. Size the limit. No oh, cannabis. by the way,
1: full vertical is $10,000. So for all you frustrated uh, California people, think about that for a minute.
8: <laughs> All right, wait,
4: wait, wait. wait. Back to the- what was that? <laughs> so you can get
1: a dispensary a a <laughs> license and a cultivation license
4: for ten thousand dollars. Twenty five
2: hundred bucks a pot.
4: I mean, even just knowing how much it would cost, Californians would be like, "What?" <laughs> you know, like they can't even get a dollar amount.
6: Yeah. Well, even Colorado, Colorado was you know like hundreds of thousands of oh, dollars yeah, to get the the everything.
2: Same. We we uh, explored. Um, well we were up there we explored that opportunity it was
6: it was insane to get into the market. We were late though. Oh yeah, well, you know, by the time you really can do the research, you're late, right? But you're there. You're there before a lot of other people are there and there's a man sitting next to you that uh well yeah, has got a few success stories under his belt. So
4: <laughs> Or three or four or five. Do you, do you think that regulation will be coming down the pipe in terms of that we'll be cutting back on licensing or making it more expensive? Or so, so. I mean, you've kind of
0: got to assume
2: that that's going to happen. The, the Unity bill takes effect uh, in August, and there are some some more, a few more regulations coming, but it's still, compared to any other program in the country, it's still very open, very liberal. open, and very liberal. Um, which, growing up here and being, you know, in in Oklahoma, and that's <laughs> it, it. It's kind of surprising, and yet it's almost kind of not too at the same time. It's 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 an interesting well, place. Out there. There. I so can I,
6: understand that from. Oh, go ahead, Tessa. I was gonna just. Well, let oh, me just I, real quickly. Um, I saw
8: that Paul yeah. had a question in chat, so that's okay. Go ahead, and then I'll. Come uh, yeah, quick, back.
6: quickly. Um, I lived in Texas for eight years, and I know. You know, it's not, no offense. You know, Oklahoma, Texas, or anything like that. You guys. Uh, yeah. But uh, but um, I know what you mean. You know, you were kind of surprised. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I
0: was surprised our neighbors came around. Yeah,
2: I was pleasantly so, but I was surprised. Yeah, I think Texas is going to be one of the last states to come around, to be honest. Yeah, like yeah. Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's um, it's really cool to see what Oklahoma is doing because it's kind of like um, let us let us have our weed government stay the hell out of it and you know what we're gonna we're gonna have our guns too so <laughs> just leave us alone. hell exactly. yeah
6: that's American totally American.
2: <laughs> exactly doesn't
0: get much better than that
6: <laughs> I was surprised Texas wasn't jealous and like pass something just to keep up with you but, uh, yeah you know, I hear that you know what I mean it's a competition thing between the, you know that's what i get at i can't believe i said wow texas might legalize now despite everybody believing they'll be the last i also believe you but they would probably be like carolina it's gonna be like the last freaking state you know even though everybody's making tons of money they're gonna be the last ones to do it they're either the first or the last first in the civil war last in the revolutionary war (laughs) you know last in education um you know Oh.
8: Can I come back to the question that we have in chat? Oh yeah, yeah so i so to so shut up Paul,
6: okay.
8: Paul in chat had a question. Of, he said, "Cool tables. and Where did you source those?" Thank you.
3: Any idea?
2: Yeah, we built them. Oh, Is, we're having a hard time hearing here. It's kind of hard because the, the the pumps and stuff in the background. So I apologize, but yeah, they built those oh. uh, those tables. Actually, they they dismantled some some shelving racks and yeah, what, some pallet castor, shelves they look like yeah. and strap some caster wheels on them and um, they're just, dynamite And just mounted these uh, these beds on it to, truth be told to be honest uh, going back and if we had to redesign the system we'd probably do it differently and use beds half a size like maybe four by four beds not quite and easy. and not run them um, we'd run them perpendicular the way that they're at, they are now. Uh, we would turn them and run them long ways along the wall so that oh, we could get to the plants for, and, and work yeah, on them better. Access. Uh, oh, yeah, that work. would
8: make more sense, huh? So they are yeah. more narrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah
2: we've done multiple experiments in here and uh, and had a lot of these beds full at one time or another, and it makes it really hard to get in between them at times with the media. We, we just actually made a change. The, the media beds, they had um, them really full to the top almost, and we just came in and removed, like, half of the rock media out of those. So the, the beds will be easier to move now. So but they still bow out, so it's hard to get between them. <clears throat> oh,
8: yeah. So I, I think, though, Potent actually on his website has some links to where you can actually buy some uh, some tr- like t- uh, pool-type things, right? And tank-type things, right? If I remember right?
1: No, and I don't saw links. anything like that.
8: Well, I was thinking you had some... Some places where you had recommended where to purchase some of that
1: stuff or something. Well, you, the, the stuff they have here is works really well. It's just they have to, if they really need to get in and work on it, then they just have to move the beds out, which is a little bit of a pain in the
2: ass. Yeah, right? I mean, if we're still able to make it work, just yeah. in, in hindsight, which 2020 is high, I mean, hindsight yeah. is 2020, right? So we would, we would do it differently in that aspect if we were able to go back and... Yeah,
4: just in and, terms of floor plan. Yeah. Well, what about the like the green the beds part on the top? You're talking about the part they built was the the support of them, and then uh, they yeah. added the yeah. I'll
2: try to show you here. Oh, do you want um, yeah. to
4: uh, go mobile again? I think he's asking about the beds specifically. Um, um, the beds.
2: Those are. I'm not sure what those are. They're four by eight uh, plastic. I'm not sure what sure. brand.
4: Yeah,
7: in.
2: yeah. But. I the stands on wheels that's how they're just like, yeah, they're just yeah i just
7: they're love they're that in, man i freaking yeah,
2: love that yeah, oriented about
0: half yeah Sailing. 90 degrees Sailing. off Box yeah friday
1: the report to
6: you know, I tell you what, there's a lot of carts like that. You you know, for people out there, I've got an idea because I worked at medical university when I was younger, but they have medical supply companies and they have all kinds of freaking carts that are heavy wheeled like that. So they never oh. jump over. Yeah. So yeah, I could see. Ooh, I've got some ideas now. Brother. There you go. I'm telling you what. Yeah. yeah you I nice to be that.
0: able to move them around, you
6: know. Yep, And they got big wheels too. So it's not going to be like, they're going to break down and the corner's going to fall off and dump on you. And you got you spill water on the floor and, yeah. you know, all that crap. But you got those are nice. And but it just gives me an idea. I just thought, oh, yeah. there's a lot of medical carts like that that you could probably get. Yeah. So so I so saw that the, one
0: one last, uh, that the sumps are under the tables. They're actually just outside the building. We have it plumbed, so it runs outside to a, a larger <laughs> tank to catch the overflow from the beds before it's pumped back into the fish tanks.
6: Very nice. So that tank is actually
0: located outside just outside. It you know, buried under the ground lower than the beds. So it all gravity feeds to that and then pumps back to the top of
2: the system. So if you want to talk.
6: Yeah. Yeah. That's called a professional setup, by the way.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're we're liking it and like we said earlier we're still kinda tweaking things every day. Uh you know, there's another thing that can be you know, just ever so slightly optimized to kind of give us more of what we're looking for. So it's definitely a learning experience as you go.
4: So are you guys doing, Sorry, Marty. Go, Bubba. Are you guys doing one siphon per bed?
0: Uh, yeah, currently that that's how they're set up. They just have the one inlet and one outlet. You can use a
1: one-inch siphon up to um, like a 4 by 12 as about as big as you want to go to rely on it.
4: Without really that much volume, without, without without really having to buck with stuff, right? And so you guys were just talking about that if you had smaller tables, like four by four tables, you'd be uh, able to area. cut down on the water volume and uh, um, you know make it easier to move around. Yeah, I think the biggest <laughs>
0: thing would be easier to move around and kind of handle. You know, at that
2: point. Yeah, those the, are. I mean, they're probably still really heavy. Yeah, it it's, be, it's
0: just you know, a little bit of a reach, and you know when you're doing it all day, it's killer on the back and. Nobody
4: wants that. Yeah, I think it would definitely be more flexible. And and on top of that, you know, like I was saying, you have less media, less water volume that you have to move in order to get your your siphon action. Um, So I definitely think that, uh, you know, that you would be on the right track with the the four by four beds. It it would just be good all, all the way around. Like it would be lighter, easier to move, probably wouldn't bow out the sides as much uh right. easier to get around you know there's so many benefits to it i think you're on the right track there yeah like the big ones though
1: they're cool in case y'all can't see that you guys can see how it's plumbed now from the bell siphon across
5: on the carts
1: over to this here so they could just pop that out. That's not that's not glued. It's just sitting in there with a short nipple on it.
6: Compression fitting.
1: It it quickly if we need to, and because it's a large pipe, it's not a problem for drainage.
4: Cool, man. Yeah. yeah. Would you guys be able if you wanted to? I I think what you just said is that you can um, can you pop that off so that you can put a cap on it? You said you had a nipple on there. Like uh, so, if you it, it, to drain it? out. There? Yeah, so if you wanted to like disconnect one, bed yeah, that could, that could lift right out of
0: that uh, that porch right. pipe you saw there that runs outside. That actually runs straight to the sump tank. But yeah, yeah, you could you could lift that out of there and cap it, or you could put a butterfly valve on there and restrict flow if you really right. wanted to. We don't we don't have that going in this system right now, but right if it suited yeah. your fancy, you could do it.
6: Cool. I wanted to say for moving them around because i'm always thinking of stuff you know, we're moving around you could fabricate some kind of a handle that you might be able to put on each if you wanted to move them around you know where you yeah that's
2: a good attach
6: idea it, attach it and unattach it on each individual table and mm-hmm. then roll it around just figure out some way even if it was just nothing more than a couple of uh of pipes that you had tack welded on there and then you could put a handle in there and and put a little seat, uh, push it through to where you have a couple of pins and you could pull it out with a handle. It would make it easier on your back for you guys with those back concerns. Out there. You <laughs> you young guys with those back concerns. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it now, though. Yeah, yeah. it's only one
2: of those right now. Yeah, <laughs> you're young, too. I'm, I'm, I'll be 40 yeah, I got that in December, back, though.
6: So. <laughs> I'm 62, and I pretended it didn't matter. because I, I was a. I was a bear my whole life about that. And then now I'm 62, and I wish I would have thought about taking care of my back.
0: Hey, aquaponics will save your back because you don't have to bend over and weed all the time. So that's good. Yeah.
6: (laughs) And you don't have to tote water like hydroponics either. Well, for small grows, anyway. Yeah. Very nice setup, fellas. I'm really happy and stoked. Was that you guys in the picture yesterday or today with Steve on Instagram?
0: No, at least not me. No, last
1: question.
0: Were you
6: know
1: a picture on
0: Instagram with Steve earlier? That's oh, that was
1: with that. That was at a different farm.
6: Oh, yeah. Oh. You can't ever keep track of Steve. You'd have to put a damn tracker. That was with
1: Vertica down in uh southeastern Oklahoma. That one. What? what?
5: Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna be working on. Um, we we talked with a, another at the expo today i talked with another uh, aquaponics farm down in southeast oklahoma and we're, we're definitely going to get together and start working on creating that that oklahoma aquaponics alliance uh he actually messaged me on facebook earlier uh during the podcast and he wants to to get together and talk about it so oh yeah that's pretty exciting
0: yeah we're excited for that yeah
6: strength strengthen numbers and you can create some of your own regulations yeah absolutely, absolutely. You know. That was the big talk Kevin Jodry's been doing is about the fact that the strength in numbers and the collectives or the co-ops or whatever. Well, I guess somehow, somewhere there's out. It's against the law to have a co-op. I I still don't get that, and I don't want to go sideways on that. But you know, I call it a co-op or a collective or whatever. But Kevin's been really pushing that idea that, and Steve too. You know about about if and I guess Mar- I guess everybody. I don't know. I keep. I don't want to leave anybody out. But about the uh, fact that. Uh the the more you put together and make your own regulations and how you set up the standards and your SOP. Uh for those of you out there that don't like acronyms, that's standard operation procedure. Um uh, but uh it's important to do that. So the fact that you already got a connection just right here tonight was really there's a landmark right there.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> It's gonna be interesting to see what how this market develops, and uh, uh, it's it's exciting, definitely exciting times.
1: What questions do we have from chat here? Long hits for
3: Jesus. Yes. Huh? Long hits support. for Jesus. Yeah. I support that message. All right. Long hits for Jesus.
1: Give <laughs> it up for Jesus. Yes, Jesus. What you know so. So Jesus made water into wine, what place <laughs> the weed? <laughs> Holy smoke. You <laughs> had a good answer for me on that
6: one. <laughs> I love it. That's a good
1: question. Right? So what questions do the panelists have for the growers here?
4: Uh, I already asked. I think all the ones yeah. I have. And I, I've already talked to Jace a lot, so... <laughs> i'm trying to throw out some easy ones here for you guys but uh uh, do you guys think that uh when you guys get your greenhouses set up that you will go with the um like the sk uh 600s or what are you guys thinking on lighting so far you've got some different ones there you've been checking out what do you think
2: um well to be honest i until we switch a room to to flower with them i won't know for sure and we're planning we're working towards that planning on doing that real soon um we're um i'm gonna i'm gonna flower a tent at my house um here probably started this weekend actually um with some of the first grains that we're going to run with um and then we're going to actually um like i said we have another we have a whole other room that's that's got plants that are, are vegging right now just in, in some good living soil that, that we plan on taking up to our greenhouse once it's completed. Up there once our greenhouse is done, we're going to have a a 1,000-square-foot a ma- a mom uh, nursery greenhouse up there as well, in addition to our 6,000-square-foot vegging and flowering greenhouses. Um, so <clears throat> then, the, you know, the idea is to... Uh, <clears throat> It's to just uh, keep working uh, towards that and getting as many plants ready as we can move up there. And, um, the the S- I won't really know much about the lights, though, until we flower with them. I- I'm very impressed with both right. the FK602 and the growth flux as far as vegging is, is concerned. But the plants really love both lights. Um, I oh That makes sense, obviously. I'm being honest, I would say they probably enjoy the the grow flux a little bit more with the the blue end of the spectrum, being able to tune that um, kind of towards the vegging end of the spectrum, but they they equally, they they really do enjoy the the spectrum as well, so.
4: Right on. Cool. You guys have uh, plans for like drying and curing areas? Have you guys
2: started? Uh, We were talking about that earlier today. I... um, it's a modified
1: food uh, shipping container that's lined with food grade liner that we can easily clean. With a, uh, a- AC and dehumidifier works really well. Keeping a 35 de- uh, 55 degrees, 35 percent humidity works really well.
4: Cool. You just run it
1: on a line. It with Durascrim. Jack up one side just you know maybe two inches from the other end. So, so Dreams, that when you when draining. you when you deep clean the place, you, the water runs right out the end, and uh, you don't have to worry about much.
6: Well, Steve, I have to ask a question then, uh, if you don't mind. Uh, what, since you mentioned that, what is your uh, what is your um, optimum curing humidity? You because you just mentioned humidity a month, humidity you... at 55 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, a lot of people. See, I love that. That's yeah, a whole different thing for a lot of thoughts. Like you know, you got you got uh, that you have out there. You guys can't hear me very well, can you?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's loud in here. So
6: um, I don't know if I can turn my mic up or not, but uh, I'm sorry. Well, I, I don't mind. I got a big voice so I can talk louder if it's not distorted. But I was just asking. So 35 humidity is. So what do you think then about uh, when, when uh, you got uh, companies like Babita preaching 58 and people on out there in the community telling you you got to cure at 58 or 62% and such like that
1: no 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 but that, that that's the content of the moisture and the plant material not the con- not the humidity in the air of the curing room Those are oh okay. Different.
6: You're, okay you're talking about a curing room or a. I'm shed.
1: About ambient humidity in the in in the container should be set at 35% at 55 degrees Now, depending on how long you're going to keep it in that chamber, you can get that plant material down to, you know, 60 to 40, 40 to 60 percent, 40 to 60 percent, depending on cultivars, where you want for rosin extraction and that kind of stuff.
6: Good. That's what I was wanting to clarify. Thank you very much. That was awesome. So a lot of people out there, that's very useful information. So you see that in different environments or different ways of curing in different kind of environments, like a room or a jar or whatever, that it's not necessarily one thing. It's everything and everything's in flux with
1: cannabis. But there are norms. Uh, One other programming note, we will start live broadcasting on Twitch and YouTube, assuming I can make everything work next week i want to let everybody know that we're gonna start expanding our audience and try to live stream to more than one platform at the same time we'll see how it goes i think if i end up in some shittier areas as far as internet connection goes it's going to be just youtube but on the weeks that i'm in which will be most of the time where i have decent internet connection we're going to move over towards uh multi-streaming just so took me a minute to, to get that all set up expansion Come cool on. We had a question here. Name. Oh, what's my Twitch name? It's Growing with Fishes podcast.
6: With the E. F i s h e s. So,
8: so do you do it live on Twitch or at the same time? Or yeah, it'll be
1: simultaneously thing? streamed uh, to both platforms. Okay. They always switch do a lot of hobby deals. Support a lot of hobbyists and talk shows and that kind of stuff, and and similar kind of um, similar kind of things. But it's very cool. A slowly growing uh, cannabis community over there. They don't ban people for cannabis as long as you're in a legal state. So, nice. and we're streaming from a legal facility right now. So, very cool. I Don't have to worry about much.
6: Yeah. You know what I have to say too. One 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 this it's so nice that i got to live to see the day that we could have bongs and shit and people sitting around in a massive grow room
3: yeah okay, and a live
6: streaming on fucking tv yeah. here's to all the old guys yeah, there, that have been fighting yeah.
2: for decades
8: cheers roger
4: <laughs> i'll smoke that
6: I love growing marijuana.
4: You mean guys like Mr. Green Jeans?
6: Right. Yeah, Green Jeans and, you know, well, yeah. There's a we whole
4: can go whole off whole on genetics that you wouldn't even have to choose from if it wasn't for outlaws and rebels. Exactly. Thank but you so much. You wouldn't even have them. You wouldn't even have them to play with now that it doesn't cost you nothing and you don't spend no time behind bars. You don't do any of that stuff. You don't risk anything really easy to be cool now but a lot of people did it hardcore so way before it was to those guys
6: and, and what's awesome is on this show alone we've had so many old outlaws come out where they'd never been seen you wouldn't know what they looked like or in their name and they came on Steve's show or in your show and and uh, they fucking talked you know, like you know like what what was that? heavy heavy deep, heavy days and is is that right? I'm gonna probably screw it up. Um, we had yeah, a gypsy of, Nirvana. Well, we yeah, Nirvana,
5: came, right? Yeah, from came on from uh, England, and he's like wanted in the United States, right? There's a warrant out for his arrest.
4: Yeah. <laughs> or is Swami? Um,
5: nobody even knew what he looked like. I don't think before he came on. I was like on looking on YouTube. There was no you know he couldn't see what gypsy looks like or anything like that <laughs> i think he came out on this show and heavy
6: heavy was in he actually came back to america to go to jail so he could come back to america you know right
1: well i'm
5: not sure i do to- not know gypsy i don't
1: think we'll have to get him back on i think he said heavy Oh, I G- thought
6: we yeah. had two different guys a gypsy nirvana and another guy named like heavy days or
1: heavy uh, days is um, Does the podcast out of Australia?
6: Oh, okay. Okay. Well, sorry heavy uh, days
1: <laughs> Heavy days is about half the age of uh, gypsy nirvana
6: well, we had we had a um, a Breeder on one night that you know was an outlaw that had left the United States and gone to Europe and lived in Europe, and he actually came back. Maybe that was Gypsy,
4: because
6: that's why he could be on a podcast. He came back and went to jail for a few years so he could have his freedom again and be here. But I don't know. I guess you're going to – there's the the mystery. You're going to have to search through all the
1: Grown and Fishes podcast. Didn't Subcool get arrested too?
4: Yeah, I was thinking about Subcool, I was thinking about that too.
1: Maybe, maybe it was maybe so cool. some I cool. mean that, that story applies to multiple previous guests.
4: Yeah. <laughs> just think about that. You're like, oh, that grower that was, you know. No, he was a breeder though. for know. growing plants, and had to go to jail. I mean, there's so many of them. You're gonna have to be a lot more specific. Well, <laughs> the
6: different. <well, laughs>
5: <the specificity laughs> yeah, like I think so.
6: The specificity right. was that he was in Europe. Running from yeah, the think, government I mean, it and then he came mean, back. A lot of so and I apologize to Subcool if we, if you're not the, you know if we it, that's not you, but uh yeah you you definitely was a guest. On the exactly show. who it was.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Subcool was the great episode too. Guys, yeah, check that out. That was fun. Yeah, that was, that was a fun episode. Times.
6: Well, I thought the coup, I thought, you you know, you've got some, you've had, I mean, extraordinary guests from Jeff Lowenfels to Ed Rosenthal, which we have to get him back on. because show. Gonna, you know, on I, so I already talked early. to him about coming on. He's going to come on in the next month or two. Nice. And uh,
1: one of these days we're going to get George or Jorge or whatever he you know, wants to come Tom on. And I keep having uh, bad timing on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but now we have a second day. I think we're going to be able to get him on this year. I tell you what it's uh, that's going to be a phenomenal show because so many
6: people love that guy yeah so. oh yeah
1: i got some other cool guests up my sleeve we're going to start bringing a lot of new breeders josh has uh, been helping me a lot with helping with booking and stuff uh, it's nice to have a uh, someone else uh, helping with the booking so josh has been helping me line up a lot of people so we got a lot of super dope guests and i got a bunch of people that i got lined up so between the two of us uh, josh is going to be doing uh helping um uh you know Get us some people on Tuesdays, and I'm gonna kind of help both do the booking for Thursdays, and we're gonna uh, you know try to bring maybe a little more soil kind of stuff on Tuesdays, and a little more aquaponic hydro slash um, broader, more variety stuff on Thursdays. So um, uh, going forward, that's kind of gonna be the format. I, I don't, Josh isn't able to join us tonight, but we're gonna um, kind of you know work in that kind of direction, and and uh, especially focus on bringing more unique readers on the show. you know it seems to be um a topic that a lot of you guys uh, are really passionate about it seems to be getting more views for those episodes so we're gonna you know start bringing you guys that, that kind of content because that's what you guys seem to want well i
6: love it and i again want to thank you and marty for starting this out and being willing to broaden this out to the point where people can learn both because with the dual root zone, I think the Tuesday show and the Thursday show actually go together, which is where we've been climbing that fence, you know, for, for a year. or So, you know, but it is not, I, I love it that you're separating a little bit so you can get a little more aquaponics on Thursday and, and, and that the show has been successful enough that everybody wants to be, there's so many people want to be involved And Josh. Josh has brought so much talent to this show. I mean, it, it, it's it's amazing. I, I give a shout out to Josh. He's not here, to, like you said, not here tonight. But I tell you what, the guy comes on here and acts like I don't know nothing, and he was already a really
1: successful aquaponics and and natural farmer. Speaking of that, so so um, the first weekend of June, we uh, I don't have it listed up on the website yet because I, I'm not I'm I have I've been traveling constantly, but. I'll get it up in the next 72 to 120 hours. Um, uh, we're going to have the class. We're going to do a live in-person aquaponic cannabis class live from, uh, Josh's, uh, farm, uh, the first weekend of June with Josh, we're going to build a, a portion of a commercial aquaponic cannabis farm, uh, at Jim. his spot. We're going to, we'll, you know, build, build a chunk of his greenhouse out, um, so that you guys, We'll get a hands-on experience constructing an aquaponic cannabis farm you're going to be able to train in person it's going to be really awesome um yeah so, so that'll be coming up the first weekend of june if you're interested and then uh, marty and i are teaching the class here the last weekend of april um uh, on aquaponic cannabis why don't you tell everybody on that marty and uh, i actually have a new microscope i'm going to uh try and do a bunch of more updated mic- uh, microbial work in the next two weeks here before the class our next, well, I guess it's three weeks I have until the class, but I got—I'm going to be doing a lot of updating with my new microscope I got uh, on the microbial section of the of the class. So uh, Marty wants to tell them a little bit about the class and uh, all the awesome stuff. You do all kinds of awesome camera work and stuff with with your uh, your farm your grow there. So why don't to tell them about
4: that? Yeah, so I try to hook up <clears throat> you know a few different things in the grow room. You know, I just have the the one little grow there in my garage, but we try to try to make the most out of it. And uh, so um, hook up the the big digital camera, hook up the digital microscope. We chase around some bugs, uh, beneficial ones, and uh, pick some up from the grow store, show you how to release them. Um, Generally like to have some already crawling around too. So we get some live ones. We usually, you know, we talk about, you know, everything from beneficial nematodes to lacewing, predator mites, you know, the various different types of them you know, what kind of temperature and humidity they like. Uh, we might even be able to get some praying mantis uh, going if they'll start hatching right That's about that time. They take about six weeks. So <laughs> it's, a, you know, more like six to eight weeks, depending. And so wow. it's a little crazy, but I'm hoping it's only about week five. Uh, we'll, we'll see. But they'll just explode. There'll be tons of them, and they're really fun to watch. You can, you know, you can literally watch them hunt. Um, and, uh, they'll get pretty good size and they fight each other. So they're really entertaining. Um, yeah, the kids love them too. It's a great way to engage kids in the garden is they, you know, they'll watch them, you know, eat different bugs and, and praying mantis will eat just about everything. So they're not like a, I wouldn't say they're like a, a means of like eliminating infestation, but great for like, uh, you know, just general patrol and keeping infestations out. Uh, so, so great. Just integrated pest management. So we talked about all the, you know, a number of different bugs. We do pirate bugs. Um, we'll we'll talk about like H miles and the soil predators for the dual root zone. And so we try to get uh, in depth and and understand how we can use sprays. Um, like actually, both these guys have taken the class as well. Actually, <clears throat> yes.
2: Yeah. Uh, here's a question about um, about predator. Um my abscess miles specifically are, are they very quick moving through the soil? Do they move rapidly? Which ones? Yeah. miles.
1: Yeah, they they're pretty quick. We, uh, we we some to
2: earlier today. We we've actually um brought some into the grow by um collecting leaf mold from around the property out here. Well some of the stuff uh, that you guys actually had that you guys sent me pictures of actually well, fumble feeding mice. I understand that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but those weren't uh, as Quick moving as as these mites. Uh, we haven't got them on the scope yet, but that's what we suspect them to be. Um, is is actually the hypothesis scope Oh, I know. Oh,
0: yeah,
2: we're uh we're working on trying to, to get we that. We just saw them today. So.
6: <clears throat> then you got to get it to
4: Bug Lady Suzanne, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so definitely, definitely fast moving and um. And, and that's one of the things that you'll see is when we do get the digital microscope out, even trying to track them down right as you release them, it uh, can be a little difficult to get them on the camera. So, I can imagine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, so That's a good indication.
0: It's, uh, it's
4: yeah. You're like, hold still. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's a good indication if your bugs are fast moving, that's generally a sign of a predator because they have to catch their food in order to eat it, that's as true. opposed to something that's going to feed off of your plants you know, generally like spider mites. I mean, I probably, there are some exceptions, like thrips, um, you know, can move pretty quick at different stages. Um, but definitely like in their larva stage and stuff like that, they're they're going to be slower moving. So it does depend a little bit. But for the most part, if you see a faster crawling bug, it's usually, you know, a, a, a good sign. But we will, we'll help go through some of that stuff in the class and, and identify some. Uh, you know show you what they look like we've got you know not only the live camera but obviously we have pictures and examples and different things that we can show you guys to go through that and then we what i like about the class is we usually cover what i call the aquaponics 101 and cannabis 101 which is that if you don't know anything about cannabis we'll cover all the basics of cannabis if you don't know anything about growing in aquaponics we'll cover all the basics about growing in aquaponics so in two days you know, or if you need both, then, you know, just make sure you take notes because it's a lot of information to suck up <laughs> in two few days, but <laughs> we'll we take like out out. It all together and we're always adding stuff. And so I'm not really sure how we make that work, but it, it seems like every time we're adding stuff to it and yeah. um, <laughs> it's just, uh, it's a lot of information to take in and we already put out a lot of free content. We already have a lot of stuff out there, but if you're looking for something that'll pull all that stuff together, into two days where you can have an interactive class you know you can ask questions we're on hangouts the same way that we're on uh, right now on the podcast so you'll be able to ask questions you can be on camera if you want to or not you can ask your questions in chat or on the microphone if you don't want us to hear your voice or whatever it is maybe you don't have a microphone that's fine but we try to have lots of ways to interact so that it's not just you know watching a video on youtube and trying to figure it out for yourself so there's you know that's the you know the position that we've taken in this online class is not everybody can get to uh, a in-person class it can be um, much cheaper than doing an in- person class and <clears throat> we we can make it available to everyone everywhere so you can log yeah, in and uh, you have a decent yeah energy.
0: that's great making it accessible to as many people as you can and having't taken it personally like. Bring a notepad and a fresh notepad at that. Maybe <laughs> an extra pin because like you said, it can be, it can almost be information overload. But like, I mean, it's all gold. So yeah, I mean, just absorb as much of that as you can. And it's, it's been a great experience.
4: All right, we leave it open for a few days, which um you know I think is great for people. You know, sometimes you got to duck out, or some people are in a completely different time zone. We've had people that South you know, Africa. They,
1: the last the last two classes we taught, we've had. Both times we had people from South Africa,
4: and they're I on know. vastly different time schedule. <laughs> yeah, I think the class was ending at like three a.m. and we're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> hey, <laughs> they're you going know,
0: strong, just like
4: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like you need to re- review the class over the next few days, or your kid gets sick, or you get called into work, or what you know, whatever it is. Yeah, um,
1: whatever always- happens, like it likes to. Yeah, we give yeah. you a, we give you a week after the class so you can still go and review it um so yeah, that's super you kind cool of do me. it on your own time um the, the only downside is that you you, you know if, if you email us you know we'll get back to you right away you don't have that instant interaction that you would if you're there live but even if you watch it for that week or, or you know we'll, we'll still email you and answer your questions and all that so you still get that you know a similar kind of interaction
4: and you can also email um you know to ask questions. And then also, even if you don't miss the talk, and if you got information overload or you just want to review a section, like I know when I take notes on stuff, sometimes I'll go back and read my notes and I'll be like, what the fuck was this guy thinking? I don't even know what this means. And so maybe you just want to watch it again and check it out. So it's a great way to be able to review the information also. But we try to make it really flexible. And like I said, we try to make it a combination of aquaponics 101 and cannabis 101. So if, if you need to fill in any of those blanks or you need to fill in all those blanks, we, we try to do it in two days, which is a, a pretty tall task, but I think we get it done.
6: I sat in one day and I was invited and it was an excellent class what I can say about it. It is all good. Mm. I, I'll, I'll use the information overload since everybody use that tonight, but actually it flows so well that you don't get overloaded. You actually uh, get to absorb a lot of information because of the way it's set up. You guys do a fantastic job of interacting with Marty in the live grow room and Steve in his studio, you know, and it works out or his location, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> Steve's never in one freaking place. So, But uh, but uh, yeah, I thought it was excellent. I hope you send me an invite this week or, you know, the, what, the day it is, you know, whatever week. I hope you send me an invite again because I'd like to see your updated uh, presentation. I think it's the
4: 27th and 28th. Yeah, send okay. me a link, man. For sure. Yeah, thank you. So definitely check that out. And Steve, I think you you sent me a message before. We're gonna have a special guest for for this class as well, right?
1: Yeah, we have a. Uh, well, yeah, we'll we'll keep that under wraps for now.
4: Okay. Great, <laughs> great.
6: <good, I'm> <laughs> I just say so it's a show a show a show joke steve has always got
1: stuff under wraps a secret so, age and man you we have Mr. A, we have we have a very well i don't want to say anything because it's going to be a surprise and if i say anything about it the person who we're going to surprise might get might know I what's gonna happen.
7: <laughs> alright, alright, I got you.
1: I don't wanna say anything because I wanna make sure that I can make this as awesome as possible for the person regarding the surprise. Cool. And when you when you guys hear about we'll we'll talk about it afterwards and then you, it'll make a lot more sense. It will. It's, it's gonna so be really scary. awesome. Like super duper awesome.
6: So you got stoned?
1: <laughs> <laughs> about to be You look a little stone. you know, I'm stone. The green crack is, green crack? Yeah. Uh, Their green crack is really nice. Cool, cool. Yeah, that looks nice. I got a big
6: shout out for this Agent orange I smoked. I actually, it just got to the right point of cure where I actually got a little orangey, you know, I got a little citrusy orangey taste. So that's a good sign for, it's about a month and four to five weeks into cure. So. I'm pretty happy with the way it might taste in another month hopefully uh, and i'm not smoking much anymore i've I've cut down a whole lot so i'm gonna have some really cool i'm sorry steve you can't you guys can't hear it must have been so the pumps weren't on earlier when we started the
1: show right oh the pumps are on we turned off all the fans in here so that it it would be way louder Uh, yeah
7: yeah it would be
1: (laughs) we, we would have a really hard time hearing you with this speaker set up the problem is if I do the speakers louder it's gonna screw with the mics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly.
6: Yeah. Well we we um we can't hear the fans. We can't hear anything. Um a
1: little bit of no, background no we don't
8: hear anything. Do we
6: have no background at all. No. Yeah, we just but, see you guys leaning into the laptop going
8: <laughs> yeah, that's a,
6: a, I guess that's our problem so that's yeah. Give you a double, thumb, give that. you a double thumbs yeah. up for all the a- effort, you know.
8: Yeah, <laughs> but thanks, Steve. You do a good job putting all these on, and I do appreciate it. And I know a
2: lot of other people do. So, you know, Maybe cheers. That one. Yeah, most definitely.
1: Appreciate it. Super cool <clears throat> to be able to do this live from an aquaponic cannabis grow. Um, I we're, we're going to have a lot more similar content to this, both from. I'm working with these guys and a couple of the other growers i'm working with now they're uh, a little bit more open to doing broadcasting for their facilities and uh not quite so paranoid about um you know making sure that they they curate every last camera picture that comes out of their grow so uh it's nice to be able to deal with some a little bit more laid-back uh growers uh than what i was working with in the past and um yeah so you'll see a lot of really awesome content uh, different plants in all different stages different types of grows <laughs> It's going to be awesome, especially the next three to six months. It's going to
2: be pretty wild. I may have been doing this for almost 20 years, but by no means do I consider myself a professional. So, yeah, it's very laid back around here. His place was on TV.
6: <laughs> when you start putting your money into a facility and you work it every day, you're a professional.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just That's saying, I, I'm, I'm definitely... Um, I'm always learning and I always try to learn. Um, that's my approach to, to growing. I'm, there's always somebody that knows more than me. There's always somebody that knows um, a different way. I think there's a lot of ways to skin the cat that is cannabis, so to speak. But um, I just, I'm always trying to learn and always trying to better myself and, and trying to improve. So,
6: yo, know, less expertise, being an expert and being a professional are two different things. You know, you can be a professional and be a failure and you can be professional and be the world champion okay <laughs> but to be an expert you have to know your shit, you know so you guys are in the right track i mean you know you're going in the right direction no doubt about it and but you know i just to kick it along a little bit and because i'm sure that we picked up some listeners since we started would you guys reintroduce your business and yourselves again right now so before yeah. we move
1: Enjoy on we've, we've got a lot more li- new listeners so
2: yeah let's... um my name's uh, Chase uh, Labar. I've been growing for Kansas for almost 20 years. I'm with Reek Farms. Uh, we're currently building out a, a 6,000 square foot greenhouse north of Tulsa, um, right on the lake area. Um, aquaponics, dual root zone. We're super excited.
0: Yeah, uh, again, my name's Bain. I got started in aquaponics about three years ago down in Texas. Been doing uh, aquaponic veggies uh, for a couple of years, like I said, both uh, certified and otherwise. Organic. Yeah, o- organically so, certified. So and, so oh, yeah,
1: yeah. At one point, he ran one of the largest organic certified yeah, uh, we aquaponic had, we facilities had, uh, in the world. At we one had point. twenty thousand square feet under.
0: Uh, Hundred thousand gallons under poly and yeah, hundred thousand gallon uh, recirculating aquaponic system that we were producing six thousand heads of lettuce a week out
1: of. I down wrote in the Texas. Uh, nutrient SOPs for that facility and it's still operating today. Yep, still operating today. Do well, I,
6: right. I hate to say but you know what's funny is I just think you said twenty thousand square feet, and we, yeah. when in Michigan the facility, the building we were in was twenty-five thousand square feet. You know. So we got an idea of how big your grove. It's is. It's a lot of room to play in, that's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your introduction. No, no, not at all. Uh, but like I was saying, I,
0: I got started down in Texas doing organic veggies. That's where I really fell in love with uh, aquaponics. And then with everything going on right, uh, right next door up here in Oklahoma, just had to hop across the border. These guys had an awesome setup rocking already and – I just got on the team recently to help get all aquaponics in order uh, for rolling out commercially. We've been working real close with Steve and he's, he's getting us set up right. And uh, yeah, it's been great so far. And I think uh, the trajectory is upward from here.
8: So one more question, do y'all have like social media accounts like you want to throw out your Instagram and then be sure to come back and comment. If you have a YouTube account, you know on this video, so that people know where to find you, that's also really important that you guys do that.
2: Yeah, most definitely. We do have a, an Instagram page, uh, Reap Farms, OK. Um, it's um, just up and going. I have a consulting um, another page called Greenkeeper Farms on Instagram. Um, that's kind of been my my page for the the last few years of my grows um, and my consulting page when I got down to Oklahoma, uh, Reap Farms. All of our social media and stuff is just kind of coming online, and, and we'll be, we'll be picking up here in the in the coming weeks. So everything's uh, starting to move much quicker uh, with the greenhouse build out and everything else. So we'll be up and, and running hopefully in in about a couple of months.
6: But well, tell tell everybody your yeah. name again.
0: You'll hear
2: you you'll hear about us through Steve for sure. We'll be in
1: touch. What's your Instagram? I do not have uh, one. What's your Instagram?
3: Cold Creek Cannabis. And you can actually see some of my first grow with uh, auto flowers. I sold that to a processor uh, pretty early on. Definitely had to be one of the first legal sales in Oklahoma.
1: That was actually grown in Oklahoma.
3: Yeah, Uh, That's the big asterisk. Yeah, huge asterisk. It was being sold the day that it was legal to have mature plants in Oklahoma.
1: Half of it was probably grown in Oregon, just saying. Colorado and other states, allegedly. Sure. Allegedly.
6: <laughs> allegedly, yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: and that's nothing new. Mr. Any other
6: questions mm-hmm.
1: the panelists, um, for the uh, for these guys?
6: I was going to ask you uh, earlier uh, when we started doing it, but I didn't want to. Uh, somebody else asked a, a really good question, and we moved on. Uh, are you going to expand that uh, vegging facility there or close yeah. up and make different pods and, like, separate rooms.
1: Add a lot more beds, yeah. They're the, the wiring and everything up above is all set up for a whole a few more rows. Yeah, a whole other uh, side. Yeah, a whole other side. We just haven't gotten that far yet because <laughs> we're still we've been focused on getting the greenhouses up. And then once we're ready to actually have a space, we need that extra production for clones. Uh, we'll we'll bring that online. Yeah, yeah this will be a playground and experimental. We'll have a, a couple beds just for experimenting with some different uh, R&D and stuff like that here with a couple we'll have actually a, two more sets of um fish tanks and things like that as well so we'll be able to you know screw around a little bit and uh, do some some r d
6: yeah i kind of figured you had that space you weren't going to leave it laying just walking yeah. around R&D. you're not going to play tennis all it's, all this, well, uh, <laughs> <expensive> <laughs> this table can't stay here
2: <laughs> yeah it, yeah
4: unless you put fun. plants on it
2: gotta make room yeah, unless what? you put price on it, right,
4: Marty? <laughs> well, you can stay there for a
6: while because you can only build so many rows. Or to move across the room till it gets pushed out the door, right? Yeah.
1: But, yeah. With them just coming online, takes a little while to get everything built and cycled and everything like that. So now, now that everything's uh, stabilized, they are bringing in a lot more cuts now that we can, you know, feel comfortable about the, the them in the system. So
6: cool, cool. not losing genetics. So everything's yep. set up so you don't lose genetics and you're not killing fish. Yeah.
5: Yep, yep.
6: This is awesome, man. You guys are awesome. i tell you what, I love it. Well, thanks. I, I, I wish I was younger and I, I, I cause I'd I say, say Hey time. man, I want to come out here and I want a job. I want to help you build it. Having a good time.
1: But, yeah. So what, uh, what are you been up to in your garden, Marty?
4: Uh, so, you know, it's, springtime. So uh, you can see I got the, this is the elderberry bush. This yeah. is uh, in a dual root zone. And this will be, this is just the start of its third season. So uh, it was a transplant from a local co-op. It was like uh, maybe like a foot and a half tall or so when I put it in. And this pot was actually, I grew cannabis in this before I got out regulated and I can't grow outdoors anymore. So this is actually, this root zone pot has been in this bed for four seasons. This will be the fourth season, because the year before, I grew a bunch of weed out of it, probably. Starfighter OG, super tasty. You can check that out on my AP Meds videos if you want to check that out. But uh, um, this thing is going crazy. You can see all the different sprouts coming off of it here. are all going to be branches. And then down, let's see, I think it's this way. And that's tomato. I like that man. I, I tell
6: you what, it's the first time we got to see that picture of your elderberry, you know, in you know, like in spring.
4: Yeah, it's not if we start earlier next week I'll be able to go out there when it's still light, otherwise it's not quite light enough this late. But um you can see also it's getting ready to throw or not getting ready to, it's definitely throwing up new shoots here. Yeah. So you can see these were all the the growth from last year. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, so those are all last year's growth. So all of these, you know, grew, you know, a solid five to six feet tall and they were sprouts in one year or two. So it's going to be really interesting to see where some of those top ones end up growing to and how much they'll fit. And last year it produced a ton of elderberries. So I'm not even sure what's going to happen this year. Part of the reason I selected it um, to replace the cannabis is because I knew elderberries grew in this you know are native to this area yeah <laughs> <And> then, <clears throat> excuse me and then also the um the variety is nova it's called nova elderberries for whatever reason that's just the name that they the breeder gave it and that's the my daughter's name so when my son saw it at yeah. the yeah <laughs> it was like my son was like no we have to buy this it was only like 10 bucks so it was, it was pretty perfect and we threw it in there and it's just done amazing that's awesome and, what do uh, you do with the elderberries Um, So we usually um, make like a cough syrup out of them, and there's like a remedy that you can use. It's, you know, um, I mean, I don't know how much of it is nutrients and how much of it is medicine, but you tell me the difference, right? Yeah, I have a friend
2: that that does the same thing, so I was curious if you did that. And I I was always wondering about infusing that, like
4: some elderberry syrup and how that might yeah. So there's, there's syrup and some honey mixtures that you can mess around with. There's lots of different recipes online and stuff that I've been able to look up. Cause we honestly, other than making like elderberry jam is like yeah. my dad's favorite. So, but I, you know, you can only, <laughs> you only make so much elderberry jam and it was producing a lot. You know, we had just tons of berries off of it, which is interesting because the tag says you're not supposed to expect any berries for three years. I mean, we had berries the first year oh. and a the ton the second year.
6: Yeah. So, yeah. You
4: know, we've seen I that, find in
6: that a lot, lot and everything, but soil grow,
4: you know, like yeah, I found that pretty consistently in aquaponics. So we, you know, that was one of the things my, my daughter, did <laughs> <in a plant laughs> experiment where they, she, um, compared to a, a sub irrigated planter strawberries and aquaponics, yeah. and to see That's which so one actually grew strawberries first. And so by the end of her experiment, she had, I think, six strawberries (laughs) on the system and only (laughs) three flowers off of the sub-irrigated planter. So no no actual fruit. So in that same 60 days, she had six strawberries and like 12 flowers versus I think three flowers on the sip or something like that. So it was pretty cool to see it it producing fruit faster, pretty consistently. So, and that's been, my experience also with the grape that we had transplanted into here, we had a, a, um, I don't remember what the variety is, some kind of purple grape, again, just from the co-op and uh, transplanted at the same time as this. And I mean, I've had fruit off of it both years also. And, you know, everybody uh, in the tag also, and if you Google it, it says not to, you know, usually you don't get fruit off of like that or blueberries. I've also got blueberries. You know, I was supposed to get fruit off of them for a few years, and I've consistently been producing fruit in the first one to two seasons. Raspberries, the same way.
2: Yeah, raspberries. When we lived up in Colorado, we had, um, we lived up in the mountains at like 9,500 feet, and we had wild raspberries that lived, uh, I mean, that grew right along the side of our road. Uh, For sure. They were so awesome. We grabbed some and tried to bring them into our garden. had one we had one plant to continue fruiting actually for a good month or so it was pretty awesome. It was awesome
4: that's awesome yeah i love wild raspberries and wild strawberries or even gooseberries
2: we had a bunch of wild strawberries up there as well those they, those were wow really yeah. really tasty
1: i feel like i need to put a hat on
2: <laughs> we've got blackberries here
6: you can't stop blackberries are everywhere here you don't have to buy blackberry you could you just go out there anywhere, and buy, and if you take a few clippings and throw them in the yard next year, you got this giant patch of blackberries. It's just <laughs> yeah. I live in the swamp.
4: You know, I think it's all mean, about them. wait long enough. You don't even have to go dig them up. You just wait long enough, and they'll pop up. Yeah, and they, they pop up
6: twice a year. You get them, and uh, yeah, I'm really really happy about that. Um, uh, I was going to ask you, Marty. Um, since since you you know you're. You're here tonight. Thank you for hanging out. Um, uh, I wanted to ask you about, I wanted to grow some lemon Uh, trees. Like I got a chance to get a good deal on a lemon, a a Myers lemon and a key lime, and I'm going to buy a blood orange and I want to set them up in an aquaponic setup. So what would you recommend for doing something like that? Since it's going to be like a six foot tall tree and it has to be supported when it has all that weight. So what would you uh, wreck because i see you got some there so is that is that the same thing you'd recommend as what you're showing us and what's the dimensions and and uh, and depth of that
4: yeah uh, so this is uh believe this is a 12 by 12 pot it might be 14 by 14 but they make these square they call them hydro pots for some reason i believe is what they're called that pot's 12 feet wide no 12 inches by 12 inches so it's not like a six. Oh,
1: and a twelve, 12 inches
4: yeah.
6: by twelve.
2: What's
6: in the I thought it was a bush or a tree. Okay, all right, all right, all right. So it's small. It's small then. Okay, all right, all right, go on. Then. All right, so you got your same, just a vessel that you feed into the hydroponic medium.
4: Right, not, so
6: hydroponic medium. I'm sorry.
4: Right, and so then the the bottom of this pot goes just below the top of the water line. So when the water fills all the way up in the bed it it would fill it would flood the bottom of the pot essentially and then the water drains back out so the water never comes up high enough to touch the soil <coughs> and but you know,
6: it just comes in like, an yeah. inch or two which is all you need yep. right. All
4: right. right and so the roots are growing right through the bottom of that pot i took a drill and added extra holes through the bottom and through the side of it and it already had some in the side i essentially just made them bigger and you can see roots take up that entire uh, half barrel there. So that's half of a 55 gallon barrel cut in half. And the roots have grown through the pot and the entire thing is full of roots from that plant and grew all the way through the drain by, and when I pulled out, um, to clean out the drain and I pulled the roots that had grown through there, I'm, I couldn't hold it up tall enough. To be able to get the roots off of the ground, like that's how long they were that I pulled out of the drain, and so Very I definitely nice. have to clean out that part of it. But just the sheer amount of root volume is insane. It's um, and so it, it's definitely got a much larger footprint than you see in that in just in that one pot. And it's probably um, at its tallest, I would say. Um, so you can see this one that's growing right up here through the top. Uh, um this bar that you see right here from the ground is probably about seven and a half feet tall, and the bed is probably about two and a half feet off the ground, so you you know that's it's gonna be pretty good size, so you could definitely do a lemon tree in this size setup or you could right, do it's
6: exactly that it's the same uh, maximum height of a lemon or lime tree, yeah right.
4: And so the other option that you have is a, is you could do um, a sub irrigated planter, which would be um, that's what I have this uh, peach tree in right here. So this is a dwarf peach tree, and uh, it, it's essentially just in a small sub irrigated planter. I wish I had a better picture of it set up, but it's just in a in a small sub irrigated planter with a with a good overflow on it because anything you any sub irrigated planter you want to do outdoors you don't want to not have an overflow on it because it'll just turn into a swamp pot. It'll just be completely flooded and your soil will stay too wet and won't be able to drain. So, um, definitely. so you've
6: got your soil layer in the small 12 by 12 pot mm-hmm. sitting on top of that massive, um, uh, uh, but so what is in, No, well, see, it doesn't look like a 55 gallon drum to me. It looks square. Uh, but, but, um, but when you, what, what do you fill that with? What are you filling
4: that with? So in the bottom of the – so this is the tomato that's set up basically the same way. And you can see the line here, how the pot's going down into the media. Right. Yep. And so I have the same media that you see right here on the outside filled up inside of this pot, probably up here to this line right here. So it comes up even above the media in the bed. And then I have a separator that lays in here. I'm pretty sure this one is burlap. And then this top part here is just mixed soil, just like you would have in just about any other, you know, whether it's living soil or whatever soil mix you have, you know, you can do like a coots mix or you can go to build a soil or you can go to pretty much any of those and be able to mix that up. I, I basically just use recycled soil that I already have with, uh, that I cycle through my worm bins.
6: Oh, I'm sorry. My eyes are playing tricks on me. So your bottom bed is like we always do. It's
4: hydrogen. Yeah. So it's. This is a okay,
6: minute. I, I was. I'm sorry, I wasted your time. I, I when I looked at it a minute ago in that where you were showing the uh, elderberry, it looked like it was more organic than. Uh,
4: Might have less, Roger.
6: <laughs>
4: anyway, so um, just to finish up explaining this, this is where the the media comes up to. So the water is coming up about you know, two inches below the surface here. So there's a I have a good space between where my water comes in, but it's important to have this be a solid walled pot as opposed to an air pot, like we were talking about earlier.
7: Yeah.
4: If you don't have a solid pot and you don't get a good air exchange, the water doesn't come up high enough to be able to seal <clears throat> and you, you can't get a good air exchange and push the air that's in the bottom of this pot up through the soil layer and then pull air back down through it when the water sucks back out of it. So definitely make sure that, that, you know, there are a few nuances to putting in these pots to get them like really dialed in. And I think you'll be able to see that, like when you start growing, you especially when you, when you grow more than one plant set up, exactly the same way you will be like, Oh, that one's, you know, growing a little slow or maybe it's not performing right. You can, you'll, pretty soon you'll get a feel to know when they're, you know, just at the right height, and then me personally, I leave them there. When I when I pull the plant out, I leave the whole root ball in. I cut it off at the stem right here at the base, and then I replant up um, right inside. So I'll essentially take off maybe like a third of this layer right here, and then I'll replant and reamend castings across the top, and the, the pot stays in place. And, um, all the extra worms just eat up all the root ball. I spread out Bokashi bran when I when I tear this out. I get all this done, so um, I spread out a layer of Bokashi bran, put my castings and stuff on top. If I wanted to amend something, if I felt like, you know, maybe I needed some more potassium, you know, I'd be I'd be mixing that into my dry amendments here on top to be able to do that. And then you can see down here, I just have a few greens that are getting ready to sprout down here. So this is what I'm using for like nitrogen consumption and uh, also to eat because I like microgreens. So this whole outside here, eventually I'll just keep seeding it until I get a nice almost like a lawn of microgreens and kale and different stuff that I'll be able to harvest and eat and it will help keep my nitrogen under control when I when I start fruiting these other plants like the tomatoes and the elderberry. Grapes. We'll probably have some belt out.
1: Well uh what's um, what's new with you, Mr. Green Jeans?
5: Oh, I don't have too much new to tell. <laughs> uh, I think I may or may not have seen you
1: for a little while.
5: Yeah, a <laughs> couple of days. For a jam
7: <laughs>
5: Hey, I was wondering if uh, you guys um, want to try a little quiz. Sure. Does anybody, who knows it? difference between a pedigree and a family tree. What's... <fair> <laughs> I, got, I have a little diagram I'm going to show thing you. Thing I, I,
6: I thought it was the same.
3: The ones for people.
5: Same thing?
4: I mean... I mean. I did not hear what I think Chase said something. I can
3: hear it. Is one for dogs and one for
4: people? Oh, (laughs) that's pretty (laughs) close.
5: That's a good one. (laughs) I don't know. No, not really, but it's really funny. It's it's kind of an interesting thing. It's like uh, somebody might somebody will probably guess it. But all right, well, it's it's really basically just the difference in uh, time flow, right? So. On the top is a pedigree, and on the bottom is a family tree. Okay. And it's, it's basically both just have to have an individual to start with. And one describes time going backwards. Oh, I got you. And the other one describes time going frontwards. But both... Really cool tell you from the individual that you're talking about so time over here indicating that time is flowing downwards on the chart right so henrietta huxley anybody know who she is <laughs> so sub sub uh, the under the underlying quiz, d d d d question
7: 1b so, <laughs>
5: so she <laughs> She had, uh, you know, just one child, right, but that, uh, and it was a, uh, is a girl, did I say, right, a girl? And, but that girl had three children, and two were boys, and one was a girl. And that girl had, you know, four children. You understand what I mean? So the the family tree could be incomplete or broken because some people like this one that didn't even have any children but if you take this individual and you go backwards in time it has to go perfectly symmetrical all the way back pretty cool that is cool (laughs)
2: that is cool yeah that's really cool
5: yeah i digs That's it. That's all I got today. But, uh, oh yeah, so who's Henrietta Huxley? <laughs> She's, uh She was Thomas Huxley's wife. Thomas Huxley was uh, Darwin's bulldog, or the the guy who is known to sort of have pushed Darwin's theory of evolution. And uh, I thought it was funny because he was called Darwin's bulldog, right? And That was really funny when somebody said his one for dogs, because that's exactly what I was thinking (laughs) when I included it, because he's someone who was described as a dog, you know, as Darwin's bulldog.
6: (laughs) Another way of saying it would be you need two family trees to make a pedigree, because you have to to put them together. That's how you make a pedigree, because a pedigree is is, uh, unique.
5: Well, it, one just is talking about time going in, in one direction. The other one's talking about time going in the other direction. It's basically just a fundamentally different understanding of which direction time is flowing. And But both of them describe something from an individual. So you'll, you both require that you have an individual. You have to have some individual... To have a pedigree, you have to have some individual to have a family tree. But one of well, them looks forward in time and the other one looks backward in time.
6: Well, it's like if you raise goats and you want your own, you know, goat, where you have your own breed of goat, you have to do that. You take goats from two different families that had a family tree and then you put them together and then you have to rebreed them over and over just like cannabis in a way to where eventually you have a breed you can name your own on your farm that you bred from too, just like bulls or, you know, anything else, you know, I think, yeah. uh, especially cattle would, you know, that'd be another thing that would be really as close as I could put for an analogy as the way they would breed cattle, you know? Yeah. For- yeah
5: everything has a pedigree. I mean, uh, we, all, we all have, it's it's incredible. I mean, every, everybody has a male and a female, you know, parent <laughs> and every single one of those parents have male and female parents. And every single one of those parents have a male and female parent. And They all grew up to be old enough to have children. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> if one break, there was one single break along the way, that's an amazing thing, isn't it? Woo-wee. So, um, put that in your pipe. This one.
1: Anything else going on with you in your
5: garden? <laughs> that's it. That, nothing else to report. I'm going to figure out how to use the uh the my camera and my phone next time and because it's getting light now and we do the show and i got some nice plants outside i got some cherry bomb plants that have the beautiful red i'll try to i'll try to figure out how to tour that (laughs) that's my promise i'll learn how to use the technology (laughs) i'll try anyway do you have an
8: instagram account
5: uh, yes, I I Because do, you, yeah.
8: if you post it on there, you can bring it up on your computer and screen share it. Just oh, the
2: thought.
5: What is your Instagram, Mr. Green Jeans? Uh, what is my Instagram, Mrs. Green Jeans?
6: <laughs> I saw Green Jeans Gardens,
5: but uh... Mr. Green Jeans Gardens Mr. Okay. Green Jeans Gardens. That's my thought. It was oh, written out right.
1: It's, uh... what uh what about you Tara what's your uh what have you been, up? What have you been growing and doing
8: um uh, you know I just have my clones that I got down in Humboldt luckily lucky me so yeah um mm-hmm. I'm just growing those clones out and I just um took clones the other day because Josh wants some clones from that Congo hashtag free Congolese from Roberts Creek um we're doing that on Instagram, big, huge hashtag, shout out to Vision Creator, because that's where it came from, up in BC, um, and then I've got a uh, real kush, of course, Kevin Jodry, and uh, a couple more strains, also the one from Josh, that, uh, oh my gosh, lemon, lemon Pie Ho, right? Yeah, lemon pie, that was ho. It. lemon pie Ho, I always screw that up. And so I just took some clones today, oh, yeah. though, or uh, other clones of those today. So um, I don't know. I'm just practicing taking clones right now because I really have never done it. This is, like, my first cloning experience, so we'll see. For real, like, I really want these ones to take, right? So What
0: did you do? What, what was your uh, process?
8: Uh, so I um, took some uh, I had some willow pussy willows that were um, rooting in glass, and I took some of that glass and I poured it in with my um, clones when I cut them off, hoping that maybe there was some rooting hormones in there with that water. Uh huh. And so then I let them sit in that for like uh, 24 hours, and then the next day I put them into my cloner. I have a um, one of those aerator. Turbo cloners. yeah, and then um, so yeah, that's all I did. Difficult. So we'll see. Awesome. Um, and then I just have seeds that I started a few days ago, and they all popped. But I think I'm waiting on two. Everything popped. Every single seed, not one failed. Nice.
6: So did you give yeah. them a little extra spray when they didn't pop. You give them a little extra spray of water.
8: Uh the Well, the other
6: ones are they're sitting in. uh, Oh, you got
8: the the seeds.
6: Yeah, you said didn't pop. I said, did you give them when the other ones came up and they didn't pop? Did you give them a little extra spritz of water?
8: Yeah, yeah, I made sure there were plenty more. Yeah, they're a little bit older, so I'm expecting they'll probably pop a little later.
6: Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Yep. Steve's got a little idea about what, I don't know if you could still apply it after you've done that, but I wouldn't see why not. Something to do with the banana. Don't you, Steve, have some kind of a hormone thing that helps older seeds get going? No, actually,
1: Marty, you want
6: to talk about that? Oh, Marty, all right.
1: So, around, Marty.
6: Oh, no, we've got blue Marty now. Marty's gone. Bueller.
1: Bueller. Bueller.
8: He's probably
1: like, sure, I just went to the restroom, you guys want me? <laughs> <laughs> no. anyway, so we, we do seed sprout tea, and I actually have some, a video on that on my YouTube channel on uh, to resurrect older seeds. You can basically steal the, the hormone that gets degraded by desiccation through overdryness in the seeds by using fresh, fresh seeds from a different source, um, soaking those seeds in water. After 36 hours straining it, taking that water and putting it over in the other seeds, um, just make sure you're not using something like nightshades where you potentially could be bringing things like mosaic virus or <coughs> other potential very similar pathogens um, that could, could jump. Uh, you know, it makes sure you something like corn seed or something else that's, that's pretty different.
6: Oh, so you're saying you could take and soak cucumber seeds and take a little of the water and then you put, put your other seeds into that water. Because right. of the hormones that might so be absorbed in the water. Right, cool, cool, very cool. See, but you did tell me something about it, Doug, what you did—a a, 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 a method with a banana. A banana—I don't know if it was a skin or something—but we no, can no. move on. Yeah,
1: no bananas. You, you'd have to take a whole shit ton of them and then burn them down, burn them into ash, and then like throw that in your compost for your soil layer that would work really well but other than that it's it's yes there's potassium in it but not to the point where it's any kind of realistically bioavailable oh no i was just talking about a small scale thing for somebody
6: like tessa where she's only start popping a few seeds she's not growing a commercial grow you know anyway never mind we don't need to move on we can move on from that I, it was a private conversation and
1: you know what uh what are you doing um What's up with you? Me? Yep. Well,
6: I got, um, look what I got today. Moringa seeds. There you go. There you go. So like what I thought I'd do with my segment tonight, oh, I'd, I'd also, for you guys here, since you knew guys, I'm legally blind, you know, so I get some help sometimes. What does this say? Can you see it? it oh, turmeric capsules. So why don't you start off and help me out Steve and tell me about you know I got my moringa seeds and sent me turmeric capsules what's the,
1: the what 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 what's the thing going on here I don't know they're just they're trying to hustle supplements ah <laughs> oh. <laughs> there you go that's what I was at. Hey,
7: everybody <laughs> there. <laughs>
6: there you go exactly
1: turmeric, all right Turmeric's good for you though like it's not bad it's like Really good for your digestive tract. It can be a little bit of a mild pain reliever, inflammation reducer. It reduces pain by reducing inflammation. Isn't um,
8: there antiseptic brushing with the teeth, something, yeah. gums, helps
1: yeah. the gums? Yeah, you like, toothpaste mm-hmm. and stuff. It, it's good stuff.
6: Oh, so you can actually use the, to, the seeds to make some kind of medicinal, have medicinal value, along with other than just planting them to grow the plant. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't remember all the parts you use with turmeric. I just want too many bong loads with good weed. These guys grow good weed, so.
6: No, I was like, well, what is there any value to the moringa seeds other than um, just planting them for a plant?
1: You can feed the pods to your livestock, you can ferment them and make really good plant food. The leaves from moringa. Uh, are very, very good multivitamins. It'd be like your uh, centrum or you know, uh, you know, gummy vitamin, multi, you know, multivitamin C,
8: Flintstones.
1: all kinds of stuff. It'd be like your Flintstone vitamins, Flintstones, but like vitamins. for hippies,
8: for
6: hippies. <laughs> sure. no, but
1: in Jamaica, we grow lots of it.
6: Well, all right, so now my final, uh, I guess the final question I really wanted to get to is so if you had a pack of these seeds for everybody out there cuz we're always talking about moringa trees yeah. and how they're so hard to grow, what is your recommended way of oh,
1: propagating sure. these seeds? So, so you take a razor blade or a, or a exacto knife and score them, like cut cut the outer layer of the seed and then or take them and um, take like sandpaper yeah. And, and rub them down to you get to that inner layer and like basically like saw the husk to where it's got a pretty good split in it. So that when it absorbs and then take those soak them in water for 12 to 24 hours and let them you know break open and then they'll germinate much better. That, that's been my best luck with Moringa uh, is, is that regimen, either with an X-Acto knife. If you're really precise and you got skilled hands or by taking sandpaper and, and just filing it down
6: all right so basically you have to make the husk into a thin shell right and you want to and you she do want to split it, so you expose you expose the meat inside the the shell but, but just barely just barely just like a uh, all right or just not almost to the point where you're okay <laughs> see i thought that would help everybody out because we talked about how hard it is so that that pretty much
1: also yeah, you, you, yeah, you guys have lots of good pods you can actually take the inner core of it There's a white inner flesh to the bean to the pods in the in the in the beans and you can take that and grind it up and it's actually pretty sweet you can use it as like a sweetener that's not sugar and not stevia so there you go. have issues with like stevia or sweet and low or some of the other artificial sweeteners can be a, a, a you know an additional option that unless you're allergic to tree nuts Generally, people are pretty, don't, you know, do not have the same kind of adverse reactions they have to some of the other artificial sugars.
6: So you feel like if you can get a, a pecan or a pecan, depending on what part of the country you live in, um, you could you could uh, probably ingest in uh, the moringa nuts. Yep. There you go. All right. So file them down and make them thin so that they can absorb the moisture and they'll, pro- they'll have a higher level of propagation
5: yep what i think uh what we've found is that they don't germinate too good after they get kind of older like they have to be pretty fresh morning yep. seeds so yep, i
6: better yep. hope my seeds i bought are fresh
5: then yep yeah <laughs> yep, good luck. yep. <laughs> good
7: luck
5: but you know where you live i think it's probably be great they're probably going to grow really really good and i think they're they're Probably, I think they're generally easier from seed than they are from cutting. You know, like they people make them from rooted cuttings too, <laughs> but I guess that's harder because they're sensitive to wet roots, which might not be for some areas in your well, place. Well, see, that's I don't me. Know. See, I that's what I don't... was
6: going to ask you next was the wet root thing. See, that's what yeah. I'm worried about because I've been wanting to buy some trees and then I decided I was going to do the – Citrus in aquaponics and not have to worry about the wet footprint, but, yeah. but these don't like a wet footprint either
5: uh, Right, yeah, they, they and don't I'm in the swamp yeah,
6: and i have have a hard time. Yeah. I've got some I mean, area yeah. where I could put them But that yeah. actually yeah, yeah, okay, but it's gonna it be hard for me to grow these in my so, uh, in my, my wetness
5: it might not be that bad. I mean, I'm, I don't want to say that I don't want to it, cuz it's a really tough tree. Maybe it'll maybe it'll work. I mean, uh, I d- maybe it'll tolerate if it's warm, you know. It's pretty warm where you are. At least I think it's, you know, it's just cold and wet that it probably doesn't like.
6: Well, there will be times yeah. of the year where it really dries out and gets hot, you know. So it like there's a is a balance of a wet season and a dry season. We got awesome red clay. Which we know contains all kinds of minerals if it can get down because i don't have a lot of topsoil because of the way it you know it is right here um but i yeah all right so you but but i did see from what steve said about propagating them that they appear they really need moisture is that's the whole thing about cutting the husk down and scoring it they need the moisture so i've got moisture so, and they grow
5: fast and they grow fast and here's the thing as i th- i think it uh, probably put it in the ground early too because they make a a tap root you know the tap root goes down really really deep really early and i think if that i think if it gets rooted really deep it's probably going to be happy no matter what it's just going to so go through all
6: like, you would say you could put. Uh, how about light? How much light do they need every
5: day? I think they like a lot of light, like a pretty much full sun if they can get it. I don't know if they don't do so well in shade. Maybe I don't think. I'm not sure. I so, think it got light shout for, out for a
1: Shout out to Paul and Chat for being a trooper.
5: You know, I'm 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 not really the Maureen good expert.
6: <laughs> yeah. I know yeah, you're you're pretty good expert for you me. Go, man.
5: Man. <laughs> <laughs> go, Steve Paul. Steve. You are a trooper man.
6: <laughs> right, so what what we have yeah. something going on. Thank you, Mr. Green. It's what so what do we have? Let's give it back to you, Steve, with the, whatever's funny in chat. <clears throat>
1: Uh, I think we'll just leave it in chat. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what's going on with you, Roger? Anything going growing on new with you?
6: Um, well, I just that was basically it. Um, and I brought Mister Green Jeans in on what I'm doing. I'm going to start these. I, I'm going to buy some citrus trees and and start out uh, doing a. Oh, I'm going to yeah, build man. a aquaponic system similar to what Marty showed me.
1: This, basically, that's. What trees. I, so huh? I did lemon trees specifically in Colorado, and um, what we ended up doing is we did fifty-five gallon drums, and then what we ended up doing was uh, cut, uh, setting up um, basically a, a, a flood and drain kits in those with a media guard, and doing uh, timers on those, and then flooding and draining them once a day, and we found and then doing two-thirds soil, one-third um, hydrogen media. Yeah. Uh, similar you know, dual root zone but yeah. more soil. And and then flooding them once a day. They didn't like to be flooded constantly. They they did not like that much water.
6: Right. They don't yeah, they don't want a wet footprint all the time either. So yeah, yeah. I've got I've got a little bit of higher ground where I thought about I've got a bed that could be a no-till. See? I got a bed I could have no till and then uh natural farming methods in, which I'm really tempted, but it's kinda we don't like to talk about this on the show, but it's not on my side of the marital property, so to speak. And uh, I don't know if that'd sweeten up the old lady or not if I planted some lemon trees. But I thought I want to have these for something and to prove the aquaponics and growing like that instead of ever just because I I'm still in a, what we call a less than legal state. That doesn't seem to even be on the right track for getting their head out of their ass, despite all the great models that were out there before it. Uh, And uh, so my aquaponic uh, big venture is going to start with uh, citrus trees. And I'm really because I like to cook, too, and I like to eat. So lemon I want and I got a good deal on lemon, lime, and I got to I want to try out some blood oranges. I'm going to start with that. That's going to be my first try there. And of course. That'll, that'll mean I also grow a bunch of vegetables or something too. You know, I won't be able to do, I like the idea of what you're talking about. Somebody asked earlier, um, about doing a small aquaponics grow. See, that's something I've been troubling with, whether to really take the time to convert because I've been doing a soilist for a while because I teach for you guys at the farm there that don't know you know what i've been doing for a while don't know my background i teach on a i've been teaching online for 15 years and i i run a forum and i teach people a lot of older folks that don't have a lot of money and they don't have a lot of you know they're not going to get real fancy not going to build a system but they have to have a way to grow quality medication for themselves so i teach them how to do five gallon Smart pot grows and stuff. Although, yeah, we got reamed about smart pots at the conference last a couple weeks ago. But I still don't know. I mean, but either way, small grows like three to five gallons. You know, three or four to six plants kind of thing. So I teach a lot of that, and um, uh, that would think with that in mind, that's kind of what that fellow asked you earlier. You know, how small of a grow. So in a four by four tent, though, uh, I don't see. How many plants would you you since you said you um,
1: four by four,
6: you can fit you, up the well, you're, plants. Well you uh, the the fell I, I I didn't catch I, I still hadn't caught names. I, I I I'm pretty tired tonight, but the guy on the left or on your right or across from you said he mentioned earlier he's the one that addressed small grow. That are you going for? Yeah. Bane. Bane, 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 Bane.
0: Yeah, uh, that that particular grow, well, sorry, what was your question about it? Like the
6: well, because I've been pondering yeah, the ability to grow in very small spaces with aquaponics, right. and you had a small model. Uh-huh. so That would give me an idea where I could do an experiment in a small area, maybe, and then teach the people on the forum that are very small, you know, where it wouldn't cost like, cause I'm, I'm already on the plane with the uh, goldfish and possibly uh-huh. koi for the reasons of Koi, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I did that, that small
0: scale uh, grow that I was doing like the very first one I ever built out. I took like $200 up to home Depot and uh, got goldfish from the pet store. And I mean, I won't say it's going to create you a food forest or anything for that, that amount of investment but you can definitely grow some heads of lettuce, some basil, some herbs, things like that. And if you took care to balance your nutrients right, had it combined with a good dual root zone kind of setup for those uh those citrus trees like you were talking about. I don't oh no, I was talking about
6: right growing here. pot, man. <laughs> and, I mean allegedly. No, uh no, I no, I've got I've got I teach on i love com, And And I was just trying to let you address the members and the new growers that are out there that are not experts or anywhere near experts, how they could possibly have a small aquaponics set up in, you know, in their small, like a four by six room or something like that. See, I mean, with a dual root zone, we could grow, you could grow cannabis with a light. But I was just saying about how you put it together to where your reservoir was so big and you know, in that in that kind of the more of the
1: parameters of, of what you're talking about. Uh, hey, uh, Alan from Texas. How's it going?
8: Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, <laughs> guys. It's dad <damp> time. <laughs> in house.
3: Cheers, in the chat. What's wrong Cheers, with super pods? think they dry out too fast. So
1: the problem with smart pots when using with dual root zone is that the water wicks around the the separation layer and keeps them the soil too wet and then it also allows the pots to breathe on the sides. We want to seal the sides and allow that diaphragm action to go through the soil zone and increase the speed of the microbial growth in the terrestrial layer. All right. Uh, well, I think we're going to wrap the show up. Um, Marty is at uh, AP Meds on Instagram and on YouTube and other places allegedly. Um, uh, Mr. Green Jeans wants to tell everybody how to find
5: you. Uh greenjeansgarden.com, and I think I have a you know a Mr. Green Jeans Garden at IG at Instagram. So, what
1: about you, Roger?
6: Oh uh, well, Matt, I love growing marijuana.com. I I opened up in it for all of you folks. I opened up a Roger Latewood at Instagram, but I hate Instagram myself. Um, I I opened up another account so that I could actually uh, communicate with people, uh, only for a private you know way. Uh, Roger Latewood at Facebook, because I know how to use that. It's a lot easier for me being legally blind. Uh, I can't seem to. I've uploaded some things on Instagram and hell, I, you know, I can post a little bit, but it's just not, it's not the kind of format I want for communication. So I'd prefer if you want to find me, find me at Roger Lakewood on Facebook.
1: Cool. And how uh, about you, Tara? Uh,
8: I am, if you search Tara Lee live on YouTube, hopefully you will find me because there's a lot of other Tara Lee's. It's very hard to find. Um, the other thing I am on Instagram, Tara Lee and Z dog stands for Zelda, my dog. And um, on there, I have a picture of some of my bro and I'm going to be posting this year, all of my updates. Hopefully I'm really far behind on posting on that. I'm not very good. So I'm trying to catch up. So we'll see what I can do. <laughs> so that's, that's I- where I am.
1: Awesome. What about you, Bane? How do people reach you? Um,
0: if you want to keep in touch with me, just uh, keep in touch with Reef Farms. That's where you'll uh, see all what we're doing here with the Aquaponic
2: Cannabis.
1: What about, uh, what about you, Chase? Uh,
2: you can um, follow my um, Instagram, Greenkeeper Farms, or, or you can keep up with Reef Farms OK.
3: <clears throat>
2: or if anybody needs to, wants to reach out and email me, chase at reeffarmsok.com.
3: You can find everything that
2: I'm doing at Cold
1: Creek Cannabis, and that's everything that goes on on this property. Cool. And then I have uh, a Boat Potent Plonics on YouTube if you want to see the video format, or if you're listening to the audio format, it'll be available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, and many other places. Um, greatly appreciate everyone joining us. Uh, we'll catch you again next week. Um, we'll, have, we'll be back to the regular Tuesday and Thursday shows again, uh, starting again next week. I, uh, have a little bit of a lull in some travel before uh it gets crazy again for after 420 so um yeah it'll be nice uh, to have a, a a very brief respite in the in the constant travel so uh, yeah so we'll again we'll see you guys next week and tuesday and we'll catch you guys uh, then cheers
6: good night y'all.